This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better media host or looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com forward slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month free. And with that said, enjoy the show. This is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay, and you are listening to Busted Wide Open. Thank you. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 187. My name is Nick Howell. And for some reason, all Santa gave me this year was a poorly executed stunner and a pair of metal fingers. I am Sir Ian Dangerous, <laughs> and welcome back after our We're long hiatus. Longest hiatus since we started this show. We took off two whole days, Nick. We took off two days. Two, We're out two of our minds. Sh- you go out, you go away for a week, and and people kind of lose their minds, and I, you know, geez. unsubscribes, and we give up, and all. <laughs> I lost my mind. I yeah. lost my mind. I almost lost my mind getting back here. That was the funny night. part. It's a it's a psycho trip uh, when this happens because you kind of lose the, you lose all functionality throughout the week. You're like, I don't know what to do with myself with all this free time that I have. All of a sudden, free time. <laughs> Not around this time of year, my friend. Right. I still didn't have any free time, but it was uh, it's definitely a lot to talk about today, Mister Howell. We've got about a week worth of catching up to do, uh, which means. Either we could have a 14-hour show, yep. or we could just go on a bullet point death march and kind of run down everything that's happened over the last week in case you're using us to catch up. We will help you keep abreast of what's happening. Luckily, this time of year in wrestling, everything kind of slows down as well. So not a whole lot of forward, forward momentum with plots other than like a couple of like main plots in WWE. Uh, we got to talk about AEW and NXT last week, but we didn't even have AEW Dynamite. This week, because this week was it was fell on Christmas Day, so and NXT was just cobbled together from bits from other shows. So it was uh, it was actually it's actually not going to be too hard to get through everything. But Nick, we have to get through everything because we're we're doing our Wrestle Kingdom pickups yes. on this show because we're not having a Saturday show this week and Saturday or a Tuesday show this week. Excuse me, because Tuesday is is, is uh, New Year's Eve. We are having a Saturday show, but that Saturday show is going to be the day after the first show of Wrestle Kingdom. So we got to do this now. We got to do Wrestle Kingdom right yep. now on this show, Nick. So that's a lot to get to, which means let's do some house of the show. Indeed. Well, guys, always come over and join us in the Facebook discussion group. Group, Just head to Facebook.com. Search for Busted Wide Open, and you'll find us there. Like our page and send us a join request, and we'll get you right into the group. At the top of the page in the announcements, you'll find a link to our Discord server, which is our very budding wrestling community of live chats and interactions 
uh, where we have dedicated channels for all the shows all throughout the week, as well as dedicated channels for individual pay-per-views across all brands and promotions. So definitely get into our Discord community ASAP. That is where all the magic happens behind the scenes while the shows are going on throughout every week. You can also find us over on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast, streaming live right here on YouTube every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We're on that final march to 1,000 subscribers, about halfway there right now. As soon as we get there, some cool things unlock, which is really why we need your support and, and help uh, getting to that point. So thank you very much for that. Uh, make sure you also jingle that little notification bell so that you get alerted anytime we go live so you can be here in the chat with us or anytime we put up new videos so you can like and comment on those as they go live. Last but certainly not least, thank you very much to all of our patrons. You are the fuel that runs this machine, this amazing Busted Wide Open podcast that we all love and enjoy. Thank you guys so much for your support every single month. And as we chart into a brand new decade, we are definitely looking to ramp that up even more. Hoping to get some new exclusives out there for you guys in the next few months. Uh, but we're definitely going to invest back into you uh, for all of that. So thank you very much to all of our patrons for all of your support throughout the year and throughout the entirety of the show. Ian, I had one fun story that I wanted to uh, share with before we jumped into this. Uh, you mentioned yeah. no show on AEW this week. And part of me moving the studio into a brand new place was going back to cord cutter life. Uh, we were forced into having spectrum cable because it was built into our lease in the last place so going back to cord cutter life there was a bit of a scramble because how do i watch aew <laughs> and nxt because it's live now it doesn't just right. show up on the network so i've decided that i'm going to uh, demo each of the different live services so hulu live and youtube live and sling and all of the ones that are out there right so Right. I got real Hulu Live is really cool uh, with the no ads and everything. It ends up being about sixty bucks a month, and you get all the cable That's channels a, and your Jesus. locals, and you get sixty oh hours God. of cloud DVR on top of that. So no, we are not being sponsored by Hulu. I just wanted to share my experience. I got really that mad because the first time I went to use the cloud DVR in Hulu, it didn't record AEW Dynamite, and I was like, "Son of a bitch, this stupid strip." They didn't have an episode Wednesday night, guys. That's the right, line. right, yeah. <laughs> so I was stomping around, tantruming. God damn, Hulu! You didn't record my AEWs, and they just didn't have an episode. And it was, it wasn't the episode. It works yeah, great. It's fantastic. Stuff. I've heard good things about the YouTube you don't work thing. Great. Right, exactly. Yeah. I was broken because right. I didn't know what to do because we hadn't been talking about wrestling for a week straight. Right. <laughs> Oh, so Hulu Live is awesome. Prep, if you guys are looking you. for an alternative to cable, I get two. It's a very eh. Apple-like kind of experience, very smooth interface, all that kind of stuff. So if you're looking for something there, and you get all your wrestling channels such as TNT, USA, all that stuff is covered. So two thumbs. I use up. a smorgasbord, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, everyone to each their own. How was your your holiday break aside from that, Nick? A quick a quick moment for sure. us here. How, how what did you what did you get up to? Um, I got some really cool presents. Uh, my favorite one that I got was um, part of the move. Part of any move is usually a massive clean out. So I'm a huge T-shirt guy. I have millions of T-shirts. It feels like literally. So normally when we move, we go through a clean out. Well, Esther snook around and took the bag. Instead of taking it to Goodwill, she took and had a quilt made out of all of the fronts and backs of some of my favorite nice. T-shirts. So I now have that up there. It's It was awesome. It was one of the more thoughtful, cool kind of gifts that, I, uh, that I've ever gotten. But yeah, most of it was... Uh, we just moved, guys. We moved into a very large house, and it requires a lot of maintenance, setup, 
cabling, all of that stuff, and it, that's just been my last week so far. How about yourself, Surrey and Dangerous? What did, uh, I, what did you do for the last week? I saw your quilt on Facebook. It's pretty darn yeah. cool. Uh, I, I, I went up to the folks' house, and there's like a million little rugrats up there now. Like literally, I, you can't walk without running into small children. And I actually at one point got uh, got tackled to the ground and beaten senseless, and I'm still actually sore from the experience. Um, there was there was a bit of inebriation going out there, uh, but the lovely lady in my life got me a, a switch. Ooh, so, a, a Nintendo Switch. The, or a light one and the same. We are. We're, uh, <laughs> uh, no, the Nintendo version. Um, I, which is awesome. I just don't know when the heck I'm going to have a chance to play yeah. it or have time to really play it on the regular, but it's, it's awesome. And I can't wait to really dive into it. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, a, it was good times. The only downside was, uh, getting home last night. It took a little longer than, than, uh, we had expected yeah. because snow in the mountains, but, uh, in California, yeah, of all great places. overall in California, it's been, it's been cold as balls out here. <laughs> it's that doesn't make any like, sense. <laughs> like my testicles have been, they have been receding up into my abdominal region. Out here, it's it's Ooh. ruthless. Uh, but enough about uh, the danglies between my thighs. Let's head on over and talk about the big news. Pendulous. Pendulous is the word I think you were looking for, a la Ricky Gervais. Um, yeah. Yes. Well, in the big news this week, we had uh, it's happened a couple of times over the last few years. Every now and then, WWE will pull one out of the bag on us, such as a la AJ Styles. I think last year, in 2018, won the U.S. Championship from, I believe it was Kevin Owens. I didn't look this up. Correct. So I believe that's what it was. We had it you happen again at another Madison Square Garden show the day after Christmas. Uh, a yeah. house, I don't want to call it a house show because it's the frigging garden. You know, It's a hometown show. It's, their, it's yeah. their home base show, but it is a house. I mean, here's the thing. It's a house show, but it's their number one house show. And they do want to show some love to MSG uh, because that's their home base. And it's become kind of less and less of just WWE's home base in recent years with uh, you know New Japan and Ring of Honor running a big show there, AAA running a big show there. Uh, so WWE, I think, has been a little bit worried about their audiences at Madison Square Garden. Been trying to give them something special. So this time they gave them something special indeed. They gave them a U.S. title uh, title change, and Rey Mysterio dropped the title to Andrade Cien Almas. Clean. Clean as a whistle. So, uh, wow. Considering that they seemed like they had some plot going on on Raw about how that title was on Rey, that seemed... Strange hashtag out of nowhere, you know. Indeed, but uh, why do you think they had to change hands like this at this time in this way? I don't know. As you said, they did have some stuff happening around it between him and AJ, uh, but I think that had run its course, and this might have just been some kind of hot shot thing to just put things on track as we head towards the Rumble and then on to WrestleMania. I, I think there's a reason that they drafted Andrade where they drafted him. And it's just taken way too long to get him strapped and get him relevant. He's been doing a lot of these sort of exhibition matches to show what a dominant powerhouse he was. And they were swerving us a little bit to where they were uh, leading us to believe that him and uh, Zelina Vega were going to have a split. And Which you absolutely should not no, do with what and, they and have. I think I, they've, I don't, I don't they've think come back around on that. It's, it's kind of fine now. but yeah, seems to have gone away. Um, yeah, I, I think this was just kind of a, all right, he's next. And we're seeing a lot of that happen with some of the other championships. We're entering this whole new era, it feels like, of 
the whoever the next contenders and and setups and belt wearers are going to be. So we'll see. Uh, well, we're heading. I'm into, a fan we're of this. 2020. Yeah. So uh, I'm. Here's the thing. I'm definitely a fan of it in theory. I I love that they put some gold on Andrade finally. I just I question the timing because I feel like he's a guy who you could anoint, and you probably should anoint because a lot of the fan base. I, I think appreciates him, but isn't really sold on him yet. Or they need to they need to be given a story as to you know why uh, uh, Andrade's rise, having it just happen spontaneously, be like oh he's got a belt now, that's not going to get him over for lack of a better phrase right. in the way that they I think want to in the way that he arguably deserves. And I know that Ray has been you know he's there definitely to put over his dudes, and Andrade's. For sure, one of his dudes, if you look at the matches that they've had over the last year or so, ever since Ray came back. Um, and it's it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, this definitely feels like Ray's trying to you know, push Andrade here. He's trying to get him over. But uh, hopefully they do something with this and make a story out of this on this week's Raw. That's what I want to Me see. Me too. I want to see. I want to see their fallout from this. Otherwise, I'm, I'm going to be sitting there going, why did you... At least with the Kevin Owens, AJ Styles one, or uh, was it AJ beating Jinder in in London, right? Uh, or in England? Uh, you know, those I felt like okay, I get, I kind of get why you did it. The Kevin Owens one was they had a screwy finish and they wanted to to right that wrong. Um, they needed to get it off Jinder and that really popped the crowd like before Survivor Series. All right, cool, get it. Uh, here, this doesn't make as much sense timing wise, but uh, depending on where they go after this is going to make it make more sense to me because they have been kind of throwing a bunch of balls up in the air on Raw, we were not sure where they were going to fall with what is now arguably the number one title on Raw because the, uh, the, the you know, WWE Championship has been hijacked by the Beast. So, curious where they're going with this. A lot of other stuff from this show uh, that, you know, feels like they're kind of, well, as we get into more of the, what we, what we discuss Raw from this week, it sounds like they're kind of, they're spinning their wheels in a lot of things, which is understandable given this time of year. Uh, you had the Viking Raiders beating uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson and the Street Profits in a triple threat tag match. Uh, Drew McIntyre beating No Way Jose. They're trying to make him look dominant going into 2020. Uh, Randy Orton beat AJ Styles. We know they're having, they're in the middle of kind of a program right now. Uh, Orton RKO'd him, but of course, as we're going to discuss later on Raw, uh, AJ beat him clean. Uh, Becky Lynch beat Charlotte Flair and Asuka in a triple threat steel cage match. Mm. Which sounds like a lot to give away at a house show, but also like my goodness, uh, Charlotte as the one that actually ate the pin though. She got the um, uh, she went for the figure eight. Lynch rolled her up. Oscar didn't even figure into the finish, which is interesting. Uh, Samir Singh won the twenty four seven title when he beat R Truth in a handicap match, and uh, the the two Bollywood boys they, they pinned each other, and then R Truth ended up winning it back at the end of the match. Of course, Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy had a match, and Alistair Black won. Ricochet and Bobby Lashley. Had a match because apparently Rusev had another restraining order set against him by Lana. And Ricochet, I guess, rolled up Bobby Lashley. And uh, Lashley then beat the crap out of him afterwards, which sounds to me like you're pleasing the crowd with the win and then you're getting Bobby Lashley's heat back. And then uh, Seth Rollins beat Kevin Owens in a no-holds-barred match. No holds! You know how it goes. You know how it goes. Um, but get this. At the end of this match, AOP... So Kevin Ke uh, Rollins won with a curb stomp. AOP comes out to interfere, and he wins with a curb stomp. They all start beating down Kevin Owens, and Samoa Joe comes out with a kendo stick and makes the save. Very interesting. So definitely some 
some previews of what me, might be coming in the next year, Nick. Yes. Uh, the other thing I'll say about Samoa Joe is he had one of the lines of the week, I guess the last two weeks, when, he's, when AOP walks up to him at the desk with his head, he's sitting down with his headset on, and he says, if I get up, it's both y'all's asses. <laughs> yeah. And that was, I popped hard for that, because I was like, oh, shit, Joe's coming back. But no, we'll get to that. We will get to that, Nick. We have to discuss that when we get to that episode of Raw. But first, Nick, let's head over and talk about AEW. Oh goodness, AEW. Uh, We this was the episode a a week, a little over a week ago, right? Yeah. Yes. So it was the Jungle Boy is going to get a title shot, but it's not a title shot. But he's going to face the champion because he rolled him up. It's. They even made it, they kind of like went with how convoluted it was on the show where you've got to last 10 minutes and he lasted 10 minutes. He was actually, he refused to tap out in the walls of Jericho. So he made it through the 10 minutes and then Jericho's like, no, 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 give me five more minutes. And then he couldn't be Jungle Boy in the five more minutes. So he just stormed <laughs> off. Like, screw yeah. you guys. He got in Jungle Boy's family's face and he screw you guys. He, it was the whole match was for the title anyway and you lost. So it was, yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, and I love the fact that here we have Jericho doing what he should be doing is putting over people at the highest level. Yes. Like Jungle Boy looked like a god here. You know, he didn't have to pin the champ. They figured out a way he didn't have to pin Jericho to look like a million bucks. Like Jericho gets away being able to say, no one pinned me. And Jungle Boy gets to say, I went for over 10 minutes with Jericho and didn't lose. So that's great for where he is given he's, he hasn't won a match in AEW yet, and I think technically still hasn't, because I don't think this counted as a match. Um, I don't know how they're going to rule that. Yeah, we'll see how that shows up on the well, win-loss record this week. But exactly, uh, <laughs> exactly that they keep in their lower title cards. But was it was uh, this the right thing to do? Do you think, like with, with the way they handled this? Um, I was I was pleasantly surprised by it. I didn't see the whole "give me five more minutes" coming. I I frankly knew <laughs> I, I had a gut feeling that he would la- outlast the ten minutes, and that would ultimately <sighs> lead to him getting a title shot. But Jericho outside, I guess, effectively begging off the ref to give him more time so that he wouldn't get the. I don't. I I thought it was a lot of fun. And Jericho was Jericho, and right. it's it really is what made the match. But yes, to your point, throwing the tantrum, tearing up ringside, and throwing, saying, yeah, said, no, "I said no, you no. can't beat me." Yeah. you said you can't beat. You didn't beat me. Oh, Jacob Jones in the chat yeah, says just, it was just, officially ruled as a tie. They announced it later during the main event. Ah, uh, interesting. Thank you. So Jericho you, now has a tie. That's that could come into play. Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and Jungle Boy tied the champ. That's true. That's so, not that's, no, that's not actually, a loss. That's a, a smart ruling in kayfabe. Not mad at that yeah. at all. Also not mad at uh, SCU versus the Young Bucks in defense of their tag team titles uh, to close the show. So I wasn't mad at the match, but Nick, we have to talk about what happened afterwards. SCU gets the clean win over the Young Bucks here, as they should. They got to look yep. champs. Put them over. Fine. It was a fun match. But then at the end of the match, out comes the Dark Order, lays everybody out. They initiate a couple of new members in Alex Reynolds and John Silver, which was, you know, that was creepy enough, I guess. And then you've uh, everyone, like, from the back, all the good guys from the back, all the elite, run out, like, one at a time to get kind of swallowed by this mass of creepers. Uh, then I've got, like, 12 guys in the Dark Order. And uh, the show ended with everyone, you know, all the good guys being out on the floor in the Dark Order standing tall, or rather sitting on a throne of human bodies tall. A um, couple things about this, Nick. One, how do you think this was executed on TV? And two, 
Do you have anything that did did the reveal that some of the brawl was really poorly choreographed? Like there's been some footage on the internet revealed of one of the uh, Dark Order guys just wildly missing Dustin Reynolds on the ground with his punches. Like just horrific. And I mean, everybody from Randy Orton to Dustin Rhodes himself weighed in and just buried the guy. Um, did that? Did this hurt the end of the show? Like, what did you think about all this? I don't know. Part of me kind of dug it, and and if I let go of the reins and just kind of eat my popcorn and enjoy the show, I I enjoyed it for that. But if I start digging into it and nitpicking it, yeah, you're gonna find some some inconsistencies in there. I like that they did the they've been doing these video vignettes. Uh, showing Alex Reynolds in his hotel room, uh, showing the initiations in the woods and all of that kind of stuff going on to build up to this kind of thing where Evil Uno came out and said, here we are. And I think that's how they should have done it in the first place. And I think we've said that a few times, yep. meaning that initially they just came out. like yeah, I had no, Most people had no idea who Evil Uno was. And uh, so to come out like this, rather than building up to it the way they did, had they done it this way initially, yes. it would yes. have been fantastic. But I think we're a little numb to it now because we've seen too much. I like the idea that putting on the mask, I feel like I've said this before too, putting on the mask turns you into a minion, a mm -hmm. creeper, mm -hmm. um, and somehow that could control you or Evil Uno now has control over you. That, yeah. Build into the lore of that. Build more fantasy around that kind of stuff because... That could come into play in some weird, crazy, fantastical ways. But indoctrination or whatever. Yeah. No, you, you hit the nail right on the head, I think, that if we were going to nitpick this, and, and frankly, I kind of think we should because one of the reasons why it didn't connect with a lot of people, and I have been seeing a lot of people not connecting with this, one of the reasons is is that you introduced Dark Order as being a group of guys. Like when The, the first time it, uh, they popped up, at I believe it was Double or Nothing. Yeah. Uh, the first time they popped up, Lights go out, come back up, bunch, you know, and these guys swarm the ring, and everyone's like, "Oh, who are these guys?" I didn't really know who they were, but it was kind of weird. Like they had a whole bunch of guys with them. If you had nothing from them except for those creepy, like cult videos that were popping up the last few weeks, and then this week they come out, they demolish everybody, they indoctrinate a couple of enhancement guys. Your top two end, tag teams, not just they, everybody. Your top they two stab, tag teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then everyone from the back. And like this mass, this mass of bodies, like this horde. And then they stab Nick Jackson in the mouth until he's bleeding everywhere. Like that's, you all of a sudden have everyone's attention. Who the hell, who the hell are these guys? They didn't seem that intimidating at the, uh, the first time they came out, but there was like something that there was kind of like spooky about it. Like, oh, that's kind of creepy. But then you had them job out a bunch of times and look like goons uh, for the, every time they've had a match since then. And then all of a sudden, wait, now they're supposed to come back and be, we're supposed to take them seriously? So, yeah, it was the fact that they were, they showed them off too much between that initial reveal yep. and this, I completely undercut them. Completely undercut them. And I think that really, uh, that really hurt this. Yep. And I think people would have been a lot more accepting of this if they had just been hidden a little bit more and kept scary. And I think revealing them too much too soon. And this is going to be a theme. We're going to talk about something else in a second here on the show that that was, okay. I think, a theme with. But uh, yeah, it was, it was something where I, I, I hope that they handle them better going forward. Because there's potential there. That's what there we've is. said. Like, there's a lot of potential there. They just really tripped themselves up with, the, uh, with how they introduced and how they, they started off 
with Dark Order. Part of me wants to write it off as just they were excited. If you rewind the clock six months back to Double or Nothing, everybody was really excited. In part, they wanted to throw everything out there and just be like, here we are. Yeah. Put your stamp on the industry. Look at what we've got. And Dark Order is a compelling... It's one of those kind of mythological elements, right? That one of the few, if it, if the only one that they have now that they've got the Nightmare uh, collection? Co- collective. Collective. Co- yes. So mm. I, maybe that's what it was. Uh, and it's it, rookie mistake. Get it. Well, fine. Whatever. I, I watched AEW close out last week, still enjoying it and, and still thinking that that was a really cool segment. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the next two bullet points just to make it kind of relevant here. So okay. let's actually go to go over and talk about uh, Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen teaming up against Butcher and Blade, another team that they introduced, didn't do a good job introducing, and then here Butcher and Blade logged their first loss to Cody and Darby, and so right off the bat, we like all of a sudden all that mystique, all of that menace, is kind of gone from them. We're not as scared of them. And that's a team that visually you could have made really intimidating. And I think that there is a certain amount of arrogance in thinking that, hey, we're going to bring out these people and their simple presence is enough to get over with the crowd. It's not. These aren't household names. Even the crowd that goes to AEW, as savvy as they may be, don't know some of these guys. And just because they come out, they're not going to immediately pop be like, oh my god, I can't believe it. It's Evil Uno and Player 2. Stu Grayson. Awesome. It's Butcher and Blade. That's so cool. I can't believe I'm seeing these guys. They're not. You've got to, you've got to debut them in a way that tells the crowd who they are, make them exciting, and otherwise the crowd's going to be chanting, who are you? Who are you? At them. As they did with Butcher and Blade. When the Shield debuted at Survivor Series years and years ago, uh, they came in and basically ran rough shot. They didn't have too many matches, but what they were known for was coming in and interrupting, coming down through the crowd, tearing people apart, and just interfering, right? Mm-hmm. And they were the enforcers of WWE. That's the hopes that I had for Sanity, when it was that they would just show up out of nowhere, start beating people up. Why not have them do that? Why throw them directly into a match with two of your most over baby faces and have them lose? You've just completely ruined everything that you spent all this time and money on yeah. and by not, not letting them just run roughshod for a minute. They're not unsalvageable, obviously. There's of a lot course. that they can still do with them. It's just a step in the wrong direction. Yeah. And, and, and the same with Dark Order, where having them lose in, in the uh, tag team tournament, having them look like goons for the first... Uh, couple of matches they had really undercut them this really undercuts butcher and blade it was a fun match i liked seeing darby and cody work together i like the fact that darby's like i still want you and i still want to beat you but this was i think a step in the wrong direction for butcher and blade where you could have had a really interesting fun uh dominant tag team in a division that is full of really great talent now we, we all think less of them and and ally by proxy you know right i think i think what they're doing with her is fantastic having her be a valet for these two monsters looks it's fantastic it's a good look it's a it's a yeah. good it's a good setup the way that they have there but having them lose like this was not a good call uh lucha brothers beating kenny omega and adam page however was the right call especially with some more uh what would we say miscommunication between omega sure. and page um and then uh, pack showing up on the monitor beating the crap out of uh, michael Nakazawa and uh, Omega running back for the save and him and Paige getting mugged backstage as well. This is all interesting stuff. I like what they're doing with vi- all of these guys, this part of the card. Like, what's going on with Hangman Page? Uh, can- people keep getting in Kenny Omega's head. Pack is a bastard. 
the Lucha Brothers are actually really evil. Like, keep that up. All of that. This was all good stuff. Like you said, it's just, it's maybe some of its rookie mistakes. Maybe it's finding their footing. There's really good stuff going on in AEW. They're doing their best. They're finding their way. Um, so yeah, I'm really and a lot of people are comparing it directly to NXT because they're going to head to head, and that's what Vince wanted. Is you know head to head, everyone's going to compare them, and it's it's tough because NXT has had a long time to figure their ish out, and they're 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 already at full steam, and they've got a ton of great characters. We all know who they are. They're like they're so far beyond where AEW is in terms of their story, but that's because they've had such a long head start. Yep. And we've got to be patient with AEW. They put out enough good stuff on their show that we can't look at something like the Dark Order finish or what's going on with like the, the Nightmare Collective with Brandy uh, or the Women's Division or anything like that and go, it's all crap. It's They're, they're screwed. They're going to hell. Oh, God, it's AEW. I've, I've given up on it. Come on. It's too early. We Give them some time. Let them figure it out. There's a lot of talent, a lot of smart people there. Um, they're putting enough good stuff out that it's worth continuing to invest in, in my opinion. The last thing I'll say about AEW is that you it's almost becoming a prerequisite that you have to watch the YouTube content as well. You have to watch AEW Dark, and you have to watch yeah. the being the elite stuff that they're do, that the Young Bucks are doing because they had a couple of episodes over the last couple of weeks with Kenny Omega and he, where he's calling out Adam Page is not dependable, uh, right? Know, just things like that that dropping little hints at you like that so bucks, as much as wwe superstars have transcended into social media and yeah. we look at them like that and they're they're extending kayfabe into social media so aren't aew guys so you got to make sure that we're paying attention to what's going on on youtube with their channels they're putting a lot of time and effort into it as they have for the last few years you know the the whole reason bullet club is what it is today frankly is because the bucks blew it up and yep. you know all of that it, so they had a great, what is it, getting room service with so-and-so, whatever. If you want to hear some of that stuff, you can hear the transition from New Japan to AEW and how all of that came to be uh, this week with Kenny Omega and the Bucks. So I, my point is, make sure you're, you're consuming the YouTube content as well because it's it's as important to me as Dynamite is. If you're Is just that watching- how it should be, though? Or should they have it all be contained on the show? Like, hey, you know, we know this from YouTube. Like, They need to be pushing the YouTube content more, in my opinion, where they say... Well, as we saw this week on Being the Elite, this happened. Like, that's one thing. So someone who's, I think, a a fantastic commentator and great at distilling a lot of information that's happening in a lot of different places into whatever match you're watching at the current time is Kevin Kelly over in New Japan. Yep. He's a great job of saying, this happened, this happened, this happened, and this happened. And you're up. You're fully up on the story for the match. You could not watch New Japan for a year and show up to, like, power struggle and he's going to tell you everything you need to know from 2019 about why you should care about this match in about 60 seconds but they should look at that and say this is what this is how we should be introducing our matches why should you care what has happened when did it happen so that if people are interested they can go watch it and in the future they're going to want to keep up on so if like okay well i want to know these story things what should i watch oh the youtube channel great i'll start watching that whatever it is there needs to be more of that in aw in my agreed completely um Finally, I mentioned Brandy. You mentioned Brandy. Awesome Kong had her match. She uh, destroyed Miranda Alizé and took her hair. Uh, and then Chris Statlander had her number one contendership match against Britt Baker. She beat Britt Baker straight up, which I think is the right decision. Yes. And then Allie came out. Uh, sorry, Allie. Huh. Brandy came out to try and tempt Statlander to join her in the Nightmare Collective and bring the alien home. And Chris said no. So she ate a shoe to the eye. 
high heels shoe to the eye for her troubles. Ow. She didn't give her a boop. She uh, gave her a uh-uh-uh. <laughs> you didn't say the magic word. Uh-uh-uh. And, uh, yeah, that was that was Brandy's segment. Do you think that Brandy should be involved with this? With all, like, is this the right place to have Brandy and her little whatever? Like, do you, are, how are you, how do you feel about the Nightmare Collective and like the whole Brandy gimmick right now? Um, I, I think on the last show, I was like, I'm intrigued, skeptically optimistic. I want to see where it goes. I like stuff like this. I like factions that are dramatic and tell stories and have meaning. Don't they already them. have this though? Don't they already have this? Well, I mean, what are you referring to? I, they, they, I mean, this is basically a female dark order. I think it's different with shade with shaved heads instead of masks. I think it's different. It's pretty. It's pretty similar. It's not. I mean, it's 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 got some different tropes. Is around it cult like? It, Does it have different tropes? Are there different like prereqs to be a part of it? Yeah, sure. But I, there's nothing else you could have done. I mean, Brandy's. I, to, uh, to me, I'm just saying you wanted to play like a cool, sexy cult leader thing, Brandy. All right, great. You already have a cult. Figure something else to do. Yeah. Like you want to play like cool, sexy, creepy, dark lady. Fine. But figure out something that's going to... I mean, they've got to do more to separate them from Dark Order um, in terms of their presentation. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not a huge fan of... I don't know. I, something. Something's just off to me about uh, Brandy, where she is in the, in, in the hierarchy of things. I think there's something off about the whole women's division, and and Kenny kind of went into well, that, that episode I referred to. Kenny said right. I wanted to make, I wanted to show the world the side of women's wrestling that nobody, that the U.S. especially has not seen yet. Referring to Joshi Wrestling and and Riho and uh, Emi Sakura and all of those ladies, but but I think this, I think it's a bigger picture problem with just the women's division. We're so ingrained with what we've been given for the last five years with the women's evolution, revolution, you know, like page forward. Um, it, it's just, that's what we kind of expect it to be. And I, I want to be a little bit more open-minded. I want to let them kind of just develop something maybe new and different, but it's got to start kicking it into gear pretty quickly because I'm starting to lose interest. Chris Statlander well, was a big sign and well, that and really got me interested again, but I don't know the Brandy and awesome Kong thing. The nightmare collective thing to me is a, is another Part of that, just I don't really know what to think about it. I want to let them play out. That's I, I feel like, and it was with with Statlander going for the title in two weeks because they she had to push it back because of prior commitments, which, which we'll get into that in the news section. Um, she now gets her shot on the eighth, and does does Brandy play into that, or can we just have a straight up title match, and she either wins or, or wins or loses, and then you know if there's yeah. something with Brandy, does it go on? Because I don't want Brandy suddenly involved with the title picture when she should be with all this stuff going on somewhere in the mid card, messing with the mid carders. In my opinion, yeah. So no, I agree. I, I don't. I don't. I don't I, I'm happy that she's doing this instead of wrestling. <laughs> I, I guess that's what I would say. It, well. Because this summer, four or five months ago, it looked like it was going to be Brandy Alley, Britt Baker. Yeah. As like your your top workers in the women's division, and Brandy was going to be like a Stephanie McMahon kind of character, and so I understand the theory of wanting to make her not that, but I'm still not sold on where she's going with it. I agree. So, I, wait, I want to see where it goes. Wait and see. Hashtag skeptically optimistic, Nick. Uh, that being said, we have lots more to talk about, so let us head on over and talk about two weeks worth of NXT. All right, there's a lot to go over here. 
Well, we got a lot to break down, so we want to start with the December 18th episode uh, a, a little over a week ago, about 10 days ago now. Monster episode. Monster wow. Episode. Wow, wow, wow. They brought their big guns. AEW brought a, a sort of title match. Uh, they brought two title matches. They brought the tag team title match, and they brought the Chris Jericho defending against Jungle Boy kind of match. Uh, <laughs> NXT came out with the big guns. Adam Cole defended his championship against Finn Balor, and Shayna Baszler defended her championship against Rhea Ripley in a one-two punch of matches uh, on, on this on, show. On, on TV. This, this is like we got a pay-per-view yeah, last week. it was Wednesday. a pay-per-view on TV. It was ridiculous. The only reason, the only thing I'd say that it wasn't a pay-per-view is that the Cole-Balor uh, Cole match did not end in like a proper finish. There was a distraction finish here because out came Johnny Gargano! Johnny Wrestling is back, and he, he's, he's living rent-free in Finn Balor's head. <laughs> and just as Finn Balor had the match won, he had it won. He had him dead to rights. Coup de grace, setting him up for the 1916. Out comes Johnny Wrestling, and he gets up in his head, and Adam Cole hits him with the last shot. Adam Cole retains the title, and Johnny is coming for Finn Balor's pretty little head. Yes. So, yes. Mm, mm, right way to start the show. Uh, with a banger of a match that ended with something that made you go, mmm, 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 we're getting back to those feuds. Chamaso Champa now, his door is wide open for Adam Cole. We can get back to that. And Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano can go and have their past and future of NXT little thing that was that was starting before Johnny got injured. Very nice. But the way that they ended the show, Nick, was the other championship match, Shayna Baszler and Haria Ripley. Mm. Um, I, okay. <sighs> We've been talking for a while about Shayna's run. Shayna's uh, long, long run. 415 days, I believe. Which has surpassed Asuka's now at this point, hasn't it? No, Asuka's is still longer. Asuka's over two years. I feel like they said something on NXT that it was longer. Asuka, title reign... Yeah, find that NXT. out. Yeah. Let me let me look that up real quick. All right, I'm 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 going all all in and saying Oscar's was longer. Okay, uh, Shayna's is still damn respectable, and it's just, it's the second reign. I don't know what her cumulative cumulative maybe more than Oscar. I'm not sure. Uh, but that being said, Rhea Ripley, we've been saying for the last month or two, ever since she first came to NXT, here is someone who finally looks like she could beat the woman who's beaten everybody. Uh, and they did a great job building her up with Survivor Series, building her up on NXT, looked like a world-ender. And in this match, she overcame everything Shayna had to throw at her, uh, powered out of the of the uh, of a Kirafuda, um, and uh, ended up giving her an avalanche riptide off the top rope. Which looked gnarly. Oh, oh gnarly. What a great finish oh. to one, two, three. Rhea Ripley is your new NXT Women's Champion. It happened, Nick. It happened. And I thought that this match knocked it out of the goddamn park. If yeah, there was one match to watch in the time since we've had our last show, this was that match. The I'm ashamed that I don't get to give it an honorable mention or a hat tip from our Busties episode for patrons in December because I would have. Holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think that I would change anything that I said in our uh, year in review episode for the patrons that we put out last week. Yeah, but this would definitely have gotten a mention, yeah. and I, I would have shouted out Shane a little bit more too for being such a great champ, um, and a great heel, and just in general. Totally. Yep. Um, it it it's it. Uh, 
there is something when a title changes hands and there's a huge organic reaction and the crowd rushed the ring. And I know that wasn't organic. I know it was planned. Like, oh, we're going to have it rush the ring and she's going to crowd surf on the crowd and the ring is going to be a big moment. And it was. It felt awesome. But um, the way you feel when, a, when a, a, a bad guy champ loses to the good guy champ and you're just like, oh, thank God. Uh, you got to give some credit to the heel champ yeah. who laid down for the, the baby because they had to establish all the reasons why you wanted the babyface to win. And that 110% happened here. Can I, can I go ahead and um, – well, let me clarify one thing real quick. The thing that I was mixed up about is that Shayna has had two reigns, and I think collectively uh, I did That's the math, what I was saying. Yes. 549 days, which surpasses Asuka's single reign of 510 days. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Coll- collectively, her, her last reign was 416 days, almost 100 days less than Asuka's single reign. But collectively, she does have more. It just depends on how you look at it. The second thing I'll sure. say is – Shayna Baszler wins the Royal Rumble. Shayna Baszler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm already, uh, I'm already calling. You heard yeah. it here first. I'm calling it now. <laughs> I, here's the funny thing: is like I feel bad for every woman on the main roster if that, if like that happens, if Shayna comes in and wins yeah. the Royal Rumble, like I feel bad for everyone who's been like hacking up the main roster for however long. Poor and Dana Shayna Brooke. comes in. And, uh, <laughs> she'll be just fine. We'll tell you why later. Yeah. Yes. But uh, but no, I feel bad for everyone on the main roster who's like, what the hell, man? You're NXT and you're going to come along. She should, Shayna should win the Royal Rumble and go on to face Becky at, at WrestleMania. Or As Asuka did when she had her first Rumble. And she went on to uh, face Charlotte, even though she ultimately lost. That yeah. was a great moment. I see the same thing playing out for Shayna here. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I've got, I still got to kind of think about how this would all play out. But I, I love the idea of Shannon getting called up at this point because she is legit AF. They need just a mean, dirty, angry, pissed off MMA-style heel on the main roster. Some, they need someone like Shane on the main roster, I, yeah. I think. They really do. They don't. I mean, Sasha and Bailey being their biggest heels. Uh, even Asuka, like, no one really takes her. Everyone's still kind of like, Asuka's awesome. You need a Shayna Baszler, someone who just is a pure dyed-in-the-wool heel. She's like a Drew McIntyre as a woman, kind of, you know, just just brawler, just mean, has that mean streak in them, I guess is what I'm looking at there. I would actually say, because Drew, I feel, is just waiting to turn baby. Like, he's a fine heel, but he's a a really good baby face. Like, he just, to me, strikes that image of, like, just badass, big, cool baby face. Whereas we'll Shana, get to that in January, patrons. I don't know if I could ever see Shayna as a face. You, I, you could, you could build her as, but it would be real no. hard. She's such no. a good heel. I just, I yeah. love the, uh, the clip that came out on the internet recently of her, like leaving the ring. It was like a, uh, it was against Candice LeRae. She's leaving the ring, and there's a little kid with like a Candice outfit, uh, or like supporting Candice in the crowd. And Shannon goes up to her and little kid, and she's like, oh, you like Candice LeRae? Are you going to support Candice LeRae over me? Well, guess what? This is your fault. And she goes back to the ring, locks in the Kirafuda clutch on an already down Candice LeRae, and stares at the kid as Candice is screaming and writhing in pain, staring at the kid, screaming like, this is because of you! This oh is because God. of you! And the kid's just like, ah, ha, ha, ah, ha. It's the greatest, like, kid tormenting i've seen outside of lance archer in new japan like it's i i love it like that's a that's a goddamn heel right there that's mwah, mwah, give me that so give me that on the main roster call up shana make it like 
rocket to the moon. Top heel. Yes. Top yep. heel. Uh, all right. Coming down. Coming down because Cameron Grimes. Other things Cameron also Grimes. happened on this show, by the way. <laughs> they did. They did. Cameron Grimes had his, had his match against Kushida, and he beat him. Yes, he did. He, he, beat, he beat Kushida. Trevor F. and Lee beats Kushida. I mean, okay. Ah! We got some plans for Mr. Trevor Lee, I see. Uh, Mr. Mr. Cameron Grimes at NXT. My goodness. Obviously, this is the beginning of, I think, a longer feud, and I think Kushida will, will end up getting the, 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 the end of this. And so this yeah. is just to make us go, what, what? Huh? Um, and give Cam Cameron some legitimacy. It definitely woke me up. But uh, it also kind of underlines my theory that I think Kushida might be here to work with the younger talent and kind of get them, get them on his level. Because he's a world-class talent. I, I didn't like the whole video package they did of Kushida where it's like, everything is about love and family. And it, I, I thought I was watching some anime thing for a minute where I was... <laughs> it was some samurai lore uh, on Kushida. Where, oh, the only important thing is family. What what is what is this? And it's this kid at the playground and all this stuff. I'm like, dude, you're a wrestler. Get in there and hurt people. But he's wholesome, Kushida. Now he's not New Japan like steaming badass Kushida. He's like, I'm a wholesome, sweet guy. Yeah. Look, I dress like Marty McFly. He, Hi. Yeah, he's totally there to put people over, teach people, be a leader. You know, cool. all of that stuff. Maybe awesome. he might be the new Cassisono. Well, let's let's not if insult it develops the man. into that way. I'm, I'm, you know what I mean. He I has, do. He has I much do. better. I, lo I love Cassius. I love what he's doing in there too. But <laughs> he knows how to I, wear gym shorts instead of tr uh, traditional trunks. <laughs> he's not showing off his meaty thighs. <laughs> same way. <laughs> looks like looks like something I ate at Christmas. Uh, <laughs> we also had Pete Dunn beating Travis, Travis, Travis F and Banks in another Worlds Collide preview match. Why is Travis Banks the World Collide guy? I don't know. Uh, no, no. But but you know he lost. Imperium's busy apparently. Um, Love seeing this was kind of a callback to NXT UK versus NXT UK anyway, which is kind of weird. Okay, yeah. uh, Damian Priest beat Killian Dane. I guess they're still kind of circling each other. I'm not sure this was just kind of there, but a nice little hard hitting match between the two of these. Yeah, it was. Uh, Io Shirai broken ribs too, allegedly. Well, kayfabe or not, unclear, but uh, some some bruised or cracked ribs for Damian Priest. Uh, that was made a big deal out of throughout the, yeah. the next well, couple of weeks. Yeah, but yet he popped up the next week, I'm just saying. Right. Seemed like he was just fine and, and taking shots from Keith Lee. So, yeah. Do with that what you will. Io Shirai beat Santana Garrett. Uh, Dakota Kai cut a promo where she said she got eight staples in her head thanks to Mia Yim, but that she's going to get the belt no matter what. So Dakota Kai throwing her hat in the ring for the belt. Do you think she's going to be Rhea's first opponent, or has Rhea's got something else coming at her first? Uh, I think Evil Shirai would be a fantastic opponent. No. Um, it would be a clash of no. styles. It would be a clash of styles between the two, but one of them has to lose, and that's the unfortunate part. Bingo. Why it wouldn't work. Right. <laughs> so I, I want both of them to be amazing, but can you imagine the the long feud that if they built it right, if there was a story put around it, if there was a reason they were fighting other than they just one's good, one's bad, then yeah, it, it could save be that. built properly. You've got a story already with with uh, with Dakota and Rhea. Dakota betrayed them at, at uh, War Games. Cool. Yeah. There's your story. Done. Bing. Uh, and then finally, they announced the Dusty Classic, the Dusty Classic, coming back in 2020, mm. which is a good thing because there's no tag teams really right now in NXT. Anyway, yeah, we need we need it's to farm some new talent. <laughs> yeah, they got they got to throw some new guys up there and make some other guys look legitimate. This might be your right. year, Nick. The Forgotten Sons might be able to take it this year. 
and the rest of us throw up in our mouths. Uh, this week's show, 1225 Christmas. Oof. Christmas show. Uh, it was a, it was a bit show. of a mess. <laughs> well, it was cobbled together from a lot yeah. of different things. You had a couple of debuts. You had a couple of like matches that were taped at the same time as SmackDown. It was a bit of it was it was an entertaining show, but it was definitely it was running unopposed. I mean, there was no AEW as as you found out, Nick, the hard way. Uh, but it was it was entertaining enough. There was some fun stuff. Austin Theory, the former Evolve champ, uh, maybe current Evolve. Oh, shoot, I don't know if he's still the champ. No, I don't not. think he is. Former former Evolve champ Austin. Theory. Yeah, I think he's former. Looked like he uh, was chiseled out of stone. You know, I, I, that dude looks awesome. Yeah, it's it's like they cloned Finn Balor. Right. J- no, well, except made him actually huge. Except five foot two Finn Balor, hundred and twenty pounds soaking wet Finn Balor. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, he's 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 a jack boy. He had a match against Roddy Roderick Strong for the North American Championship, which was really good, as you would imagine. How did how does um, how does Austin Theory? Uh, I guess it was the Open Challenge, right? So it doesn't matter. But I mean, I eh, debuting new guys, okay. It's on TV. It's a Christmas special. Yeah, eh, it's that? okay. But I just, I'm like, if you're going to do an open challenge, like Velveteen Dream, I hear is doing okay. I would have, ex- I halfway expected that to be the answer to the open challenge. Um, if I'm being completely, that's what I was expecting. Austin Theory coming out, I was like, oh, okay. This ought to be a good yeah. match. So it was fun. Six foot tall, big, beefy boy <laughs> come out and had a good match with Roderick yeah, Strong. So that was good, good stuff. Shotzi Blackheart, who we also like from the Indies, Oakland's own, by the East. way. Oakland, you're damn right, hometown girl uh, against Bianca Belair. Fun little match. Not really much to it, just, hey, it's Shotzi. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Big video package course, building Bianca up, too, by the way. Oh, come on. Uh, she's she's also amazing. Like, hey, woman. remember me? I'm Bianca Belair. I'm the strongest one here. I'm the EST. I'm like, right. okay. I, I just I don't know what they're going to do with Bianca at this point. They haven't pushed her over the, the line yet, and here comes Rhea yeah. Ripley swooping in, and now what are you going to do with Bianca? A weird, weird question, Nick. With the amount of female talent they have now, should they have a mid-card female belt? Yes. Yes. 100% yes. Or, wow. if you want to get super progressive, allow the North American to be intergender. You know, we're seeing it happen over an impact. Well, woo! That's big words. Yeah. That's big words. Uh, uh, yeah, that, I could see that happening. Um, we also had a match. Keith Lee teamed up with Leo Rush. To face off against Damian Priest and Tony Nese. What a random match this was. This was so fun. Damn, it was fun. And Keith Lee got to re- uh, reenact his I'm stepping up from outside the ring to loom. I'm going to loom menacingly from outside the ring on Can you. Can we just talk about uh, on Damian Priest his entrance, with, a, with a Santa hat on? His entrance, he comes out of straight out of catering <laughs> with a paper plate of Christmas cookies wearing a Santa hat. That you didn't see because he comes out with his normal hoodie on, that he like a boxer kind of sh- overshadowing his head, pulls it off to reveal the Santa hat and has a paper plate, not even like a plate, not even a platter like the New Day. It's it's a paper plate from catering with some cookies they on They couldn't wait for Keith Lee to get to main roster to turn him into the largest member of the New Day. They couldn't even wait until then. Keith Lee is might be <laughs> the biggest thing happening in wrestling going into 2020. No, NXT maybe, but not not Just, wrestling. No. Good. I, I love me I, I, it's been a that, long that, time that, since I've seen somebody hyperbole. rocket ship in a matter of a month like he has. People just found out what you and I already knew, Nick. What's that? He is limitless. Yes. 
He is the limitless one. I am, I am all, basking in the glory that is it's, Keith Lee. It's impossible to forget about Keith yes. if you don't know about Keith. So that's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you know you know what I'm you know what I'm hinting at there. You know what I'm I hinting you. at there. Yep, uh-huh. yep. Um we but, we but no more, no more singing in 2019. We're saving the singing and the curse words for 2020. Oh. I'm not allowed to swear until 2020 either. So um, just wait till Jackson Riker wins was, the Royal Rumble, and then he, he he's going to go off. But then I lose all of my curse words for all of 2020 at the Royal Rumble. That's too soon. Works out great no, for me and no, the no, listeners. No, Nick. I know it's terrible. That's terrible. I want to have at least some f bombs to drop throughout the rest of the year. You got to save some for backlash after Mania because that's gotta, always a dog shit show. I got to <laughs> I got to save some for Roman Reigns beating the Fiend at WrestleMania. Exactly. Uh, did 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 Keith Lee have to kill Tom Phillips? Um, did he have to? Like, what did Tom Phillips ever do to him? I don't know. Pounced, pounced uh, Tony Nese over the desk so hard, Tom Phillips takes a whole niece right in the face. That just... I All mean, eight Merry abs Christmas. at once. Merry Christmas, Tom Phillips. Hope you like your broken collarbone. Yeah. Um, no, okay. <laughs> what was it? Uh, uh, Beth Jack Phoenix Gallagher. also had a, had a fun call on here when Tony Nese came out and said, each of his abs have their own Twitter accounts. Is that a real thing? Is there really Twitter accounts no, for Keith for Tony Nese's that's, abs? That's, that's Beth Phoenix hanging out with Mauro Ronaldo. That was much. awesome. Trying to come up with funny. She's lines. getting a lot better. I just progressively. She's been, she's been fantastic. She's yeah, absolutely. Well, going. she's sitting there with some great yeah, guys yeah. to learn from. So she's, she's yeah, getting Corey. real good. What's what? Not right. <laughs> she's not learning from Corey. Uh, Jack Galler had a match with Swerve Scott. Put him over. Jack kind of feels like. The other uh, Jack feels like the cruiserweight Cassius Ono to me right now because he keeps putting guys over, but he's really because he's really good. And Swerve Scott, they definitely have their eye on him. I feel. Uh, Candice LeRae defeated Tenara Conti. Great. Uh, Dominic Dominic Dijak 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 Dijak. Sorry, thank you. Dijak beat Bronson Reed in a nice, fun little heavy hitting match. Poor Dijak. Keith Lee's off to the stars, and everyone, you know who they forgot about? They forgot about Dijak. Yes, Don't you forget, forget about Dijak. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really more what it is for me. Don't leave me behind, Keith. Poor Dijak. The Monstars must remain. <laughs> Somewhere. But uh, yeah, a couple of very entertaining, although, uh, you know, on one NXT, like, a title change, major title change hand. Huge rain came to an end. The next NXT, eh, it's fun. It's Christmas. Have some cookies, <laughs> drink, some, drink some spiked eggnog, and have some fun. But, Nick, that was not the case over on the main roster. Good Lord, lots to talk about over there. So let us head on over and talk about WWE's Monday Night Raw. Samoa Joe, ladies and gentlemen, in case you weren't paying attention, is kind of a badass. (laughs) Don't you forget it. No, it's only for Keith. It's only for Keith. Stop. Stop. Only for Keith. You just trigger me. I just start going when you start clapping. I, like <laughs> I was trained, like, yeah, I'm going with it. Whatever. Like a trained seal. Or, 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 don't you forget about Keith. Or, or. Um, <laughs> you are correct, sir. Samoa Joe is a badass. This was... How long have we been waiting for badass face Samoa Joe? He's been killing it up there on commentary the last few weeks. Killing it. And one of the things he's been doing is talking about the real motivations behind Seth Rollins and AOP. And Seth's here, uh, you know, he's, he's 
got this feud going with Kevin Owens. Mojo Rawley is somehow involved as well. Sure. And uh, Kevin Owens beats Mojo Rawley. And uh, Rollins and AOP come out to confront him. And Kevin Owens lays out Rollins with the super kick. And uh, so they all get, uh, they all beat down Kevin Owens. He gets, Kevin Owens gets beaten down for his temerity. And then on the way out, uh, Samoa Joe's just screaming about how evil and the AOP and, and Seth Rollins are. Um, so later on, you've got Rey Mysterio defending the U.S. title against Seth Rollins. And after the match, of course, AOP comes out, interferes, causes the, the, um, uh, the DQ. And as they're beating down Rey Mysterio, they beat him all the way up the ramp. And uh, they want to put him through the announce table. And Samoa Joe says, no. No. Come on, man. I'm sitting here. I don't want to. If I get up, as you said, Nick, if I get up, it's your asses. It's both y'all's asses. <laughs> uh. Uh. Um, so, he, so they go, okay, well, Rey's already down. So, Seth, you finish off Ray. He does. Finishes him off with the curb stomp. And Akam and Razar go for Samoa Joe. And Samoa puts, Joe puts up a good fight, but ends up getting uh, put through the table despite himself. Yep. So, Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe, and possibly Rey Mysterio, depending on what the deal is after he lost the U.S. title to uh, Andrade in the house show at Madison Square Garden. He, he did also hand the bat to Kevin Owens... You know, yeah, there's so some, there's like, and if there's, they're going to involve Mojo Rawley, it, it makes a lot of sense that they would well, no, involve got, Rey Mysterio as well. Mojo Rawley, what? Wait, what? Whoa, hold on. Back, what was? What's your logical theory behind Rey Mysterio being? Well, if you got Rey, well, remember how it all Mojo. played out. But when Seth turned, uh, Kevin saw Rey says, "Hey, have you seen the AOP? I'm looking for him." And yeah. Rey huh? says, "No, I haven't." But here's your bat. The very next person he went up to was right. Mojo Raleigh and said, have you okay. seen the AOP? And so then, I mean, by proxy, Sami Zayn could get involved in this whole thing because Sami Zayn brought uh, Mojo Raleigh down to the ring that where Kevin hit him with the stunner. So oh, well, I don't, the one I anomaly thought, that I have no idea what's going on is what, what are they doing with Mojo Raleigh right here? You just Everything said, else kind of makes sense. You just said Mojo Raleigh's going to be involved because Ray's involved. I thought I'd made No, I said Ray involved because Mojo's in. If they're going to involve oh, Mojo, God. Ray's Why? the one that gave him the bat. So? The, I, but Why are either one of them involved, frankly, as far as I'm well, concerned? Ray, but, I could see being involved because he's the one that gave Kevin Owens the 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 metal pipe, and that yeah. pissed off Seth Rollins, and so now he's got it out for Ray, which is why they had the title match. He's pissed off at Kevin Owens for obvious reasons, and now Joe got in their way, so boom, one, two, three versus one, two, three. What does Mojo... Where's Mojo fit in? How do you figure Mojo fits into this? Mojo's there to stir the pot a little bit with Kevin Owens on this week. He's out and back to main event next week. What well, I thought I'd made it through the rest of 2019 without any hashtag Nick booking. But here we are. Where? How do you figure Mojo's... Okay. Mojo might be in there just to you know give Kevin Owens a match like he did on the show. That's it. Sure. I don't think yep. he has anything to do with the feud. Do you agree? I don't think he does, and I don't think Ray does. Ray does... Oh, okay. Where else is Reagan? What else is Ray going to do? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I want this to be about Owens, Rollins, and AOP. And, and, and you stop overbooking shit, WWE. Coming from Nick, that means a lot. You, you just overbooked them from what I think they're going to do. Like, I think that's going to be like you're going to have Ray, Joe, and KO against AOP and Seth Rollins. Like, just some sort of, you know, all those guys having different relationships there. You're overbooking it by including Mojo. Well, you know what would be great is if Mojo were involved. And maybe Sami Zayn, too. 
No, what? that's not what I said. Oh my God, you're taking it so out of context. Okay. I said you... the reason you you said you don't really know what Ray's going to be doing is part of it, but Mojo's involved because Mojo's doing X, Y, and Z. And I said, well, if Mojo's involved, so shouldn't Ray? Ray's the one that gave him the pipe in the first place, so it makes more sense. That... I right. digress. Ray should, Ray should be involved. Mojo shouldn't. I don't think either one of them should, but whatever. Okay. Uh, Make I'm it about finding... Seth and KO with the two goons running around roughshod. Then where does Joe fit in? He's a commentator. Leave him on commentary. He's killing it up there. Don't. You don't want Joe back in the ring being face Joe badass? Can I say something scary? Wielding a kendo stick? Oh I don't my know God. if I do. Oh, Nick. What oh, am I, Dio Madden and the King Lawler, and we've had Samoa Joe for the last month? I mean, yes, we've been blessed by Joe's presence on commentary, but don't hamstring the guy. <sighs> You're lucky Christmas has already passed. You'd have gotten coal for saying that. <laughs> You naughty boy. Uh, Becky came out. She says she wants Asuka one-on-one. Asuka came out and said, cool. And Becky told her she's going to kill her in Japanese. Good stuff. Yes. Loving that. Becky, Asuka one-on-one a year after Becky's singles loss to Asuka at Royal Rumble. All right. So we're gonna, she's going to get her win back a year later. I'm all right with that. Yeah. Uh, been calling it for a while. Uh, you see the OC beat Orton, Randy Orton, and the Viking Raiders, the Viking war machine experience. Uh, but Randy had an excuse. He had a bum knee. We talked about this earlier. Uh, also getting his win back for the, the – or pre-getting his win for the house show. Uh, Bobby Lashley had a match with Cedric Alexander. Beat the crap out of him. And they announced that we're going to have a Lana and, and Lashley wedding this week on Raw. Oh, good. Wedding segments, Nick. We're back to oh, this. Yeah, Because those have worked out so well. Hey, you past. love the test wedding. Don't you, don't you try to act like you don't. Don't you? Test and Stephanie McMahon. You love I, that segment. I, I actually loved the part where Triple H stole Stephanie. But the whole thing, the whole build-up to the thing was so much... There was no like betrayal there until Triple H did his thing. This is all built on a betrayal. This is all built on a cheating angle. It's still a and, stupid... It's still stupid, segment. right? It hurts. <laughs> so, it hurts. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, do I, do I give a, a shit about it at all? No. 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 Rucha, Somehow Rucha, it's the uh, highest rated YouTube video coming out of WWE uh, the last God. month. How? Stop it. Stop it. Uh, I, and here's the thing. I know some people do enjoy this. And you know what? Fine. If you enjoy this, if this is your thing, cool. It's, it is, WWE is here to give you a smorgasbord. A little bit for everybody. Some things you're not going to like. There's people out there who probably don't like the, the technical chain wrestling that we like. You know what I mean? Fair. Fine. This is what you want in your WWE. You got it. You got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Here's your line and last year. We're having a wedding segment. There you go. Uh, okay. Rusev also had a match with Noe Jose. Machka kicked him to hell. And then he uh, had an interview where he said, yeah, I'm happy for Lana and Lashley. Let them, let them do what they want to do. But I'm still going to beat the crap out of Lashley at Royal Rumble. Okay. Uh, logic. Hashtag WWE logic. But McIntyre, Drew McIntyre. As we said earlier, they're trying to build him strong into 2020. He killed both Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, and then said 2020 is going to be his year. I believe I, I agree with him. I hope he's right. Yeah, I really hope he's right. Strap that man. Strap him. Strap that beautiful Scottish man. Uh, Ricochet had a match where he beat Tony Nice. It happened. Charlotte Flair defeated Chelsea Green. All right, hasn't even debuted in NXT yet. Kind of like uh, the week before. Uh, they were in New York. Uh, good point. Zack Ryder and Chelsea in New York. Ding, 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 ding. Yep. Um, 
so yeah, Charlotte Flair defeated Chelsea Green. It, it happened. Uh, there was a cute little Christmas segment. The Christmas segment was the 24-7 championship. Not surprising. Kira Tozawa, uh, he'll see, he, he beat uh, R-Truth in the streets of, of Manhattan. Beat him on the streets and then later lost the title to Santa Claus because, of course, of course, Akira Tozawa laid down for Santa Claus. And then uh, R-Truth, in the spirit of Christmas, beat Santa Claus himself, beat St. Nick to get his title back. My gut shot reaction to this is, oh, geez. However, this is exactly what we wanted it to be. This is what you wanted 24-7 Freaking Santa Claus. It, it, yeah. It was Santa a 24-7 cha- Of course he was. That was awesome. I liked this. I was fine with this. My, I know it's hard. It makes your, it just makes your gut churn. It's my wrestling. But remember, when we, when we had the 24-7 debut this summer, we jokingly said, make this as ridiculous as possible. Yeah. Uh, we talked about hit the guy having a pencil laying on his chest, and a ref counted the pencil. Pencil down. Yes. Pencil was the champion. Him pinning Jinder Mahal on the flight while he was sleeping without waking him up somehow. Yes, it's, it doesn't get any more ridiculous than Santa Claus. So if, if, if you want to have Santa be the championship, I'm, 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 or the champion, I'm fine with that. And Truth is the perfect guy for this. I mean, the whole setup was that he was wandering the streets of Manhattan because he was supposed to light the Dwayne The Rock Johnson Christmas tree. And he's got an invitation for it. And people, you look at the invitation, it's just all in Japanese because it was written by Tozawa to try and trick him to come out. <laughs> just like, that's, that's good stuff. That's funny yeah. stuff. It's dumb, but it's funny stuff. It's, it's the kind of dumb I can get behind. Yeah. So fun, fun, fun Christmassy stuff with the 24-7 championship. Uh, and then you have a little bit of like a back and forth. Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black both had, had, had enhancement matches. They're watching each other. They're going to have a rematch next week on Raw. So they're still circling each other. They're trying to get some sort of heat behind this, trying to get some sort of audience engagement here. And... The problem is, is that they never really did a good job of establishing these guys in the audience's mind, so they don't care who they are yet. You're referring to uh, Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black. Buddy, Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black. They okay. haven't done a good job of establishing who they are. Alistair Black is the sit in a dark room and ask for someone to knock on his door and pick a fight with me, which sounds kind of like Jack Palance in the Jack Nicholson Batman movie, you know? <laughs> You are my number one, uh, a guy. You know, I'm, I'm just the, waiting. He played, uh, was it Murphy that he played in Young Guns? I think was the other. That's one of my other favorite Jack. Or, uh, or overacted Jack Palance roles. Overacted. Pick up the gun. Yeah. Pick it up. Pick it up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's that's Alistair Black to everybody. He's not the like awesome black metal dude from NXT. Buddy Murphy isn't the the baddest ass cruiserweight in the cruiserweight division. He's not he Techno like, Viking anymore. They, they not, took he, his Techno Viking away. Yeah, he's not Pac 2.0. Yeah. You know, he's just a dude. But yet we're supposed to get, care about them. They've completely bungled these guys and they're going, well, I don't know. They don't, why aren't they getting any reaction from the audience? I don't know. I can't imagine why, guys. Uh, Teen Ambrose. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and then finally, Eric Rowan came out with the damn cage again and beat, beat an enhancement guy. He's becoming the Lacey Evans of the winter. Comes out and does his catwalk with his cage and beats a guy and leaves. <sighs> so. that, there better be something jaw-dropping in that friggin' cage. I almost did one of my F-bombs. I haven't used have all you, of mine for the year. Have but. you major? I've said it's a skunk. What's, what do you think it is? I think it's going to be something that's an older relic of sorts. M- maybe the sheep mask. I, I think it legitimately. I, you I, know, I, how, I hate it. How 
but it's probably going to be the How sheep mask. How disappointed would everyone be? It's it's going to be it awful. Wasn't you. It's going to be it was, awful. No, if, if it is the sheep mask, how disappointed is everyone going to be? Like like really all of that for the sheep mask again? Yep. There there's it's rumors circling that, that you know we we said we were going to introduce somebody. There, there's going to be a family member joining the Firefly Funhouse. I is is I, I just are we going to go back? Is the Wyatt family going to somehow come back as Wyatt family 2.0, but under the Funhouse Bray? I don't know. I don't. I, th- I think it's the sheet mask. I think it's something to do with his lore with the Wyatt family. It, it'll be interesting. I'm 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 genuinely intrigued to see what it is. I'm, the the curiosity is sparked, but it's going to suck. <laughs> yep. I, I'm not. I'm I'm pretty sure we're just going to be like, oh. Uh. All right. Uh, after all, well, all that, <laughs> all that, and it's a fingernail clipper. Man, that sucks. See, that would be kind of awesome, though. It, it just make it like the twenty four seven championship. Just do something crazy, obscure. Make him look batshit crazy, like he has a pair of fingernail clippers in this cage that he's talk right. sweet talking to. You know? Let's at least talk about something that makes me happy, like the Rowan shirt watch. Rowan shirt, shirt watch. He's been very black metal the last couple of weeks. I don't think we got him last week. Uh, last Is he week done with the Aboth. Viking and power metal at this point? He's moved on to uh, Norwegian black metal? Yeah, he did Aboth last week, and then this week he did Gaul's Word, which is... I love, I, heard I, of that dude, I love me some I love me some, uh, some Gorgoroth, and Gaul is the ex-singer of Gorgoroth. He's also a total freaking legit sociopathic nut job i've seen uh some some uh documentaries about him he's nuts he's nuts uh but I, we're not we're not here to talk about black metal although that's some good stuff right there yeah and i was listening to some serious black metal over the christmas break but uh yes rowan shirt watch let's let's take it out on a high note yes. and head over and talk about friday night smackdown are you ready Are you ready for a good time? Oh, I can't listen to the song anymore. It grates on me, and I hate that because ACDC just makes me think about getting on a motorcycle in the country and just cruising with your boys. And it's oh god, I hate it now. Why thick-legged women at the depot drinking beer, smoking cigarettes, drinking beers with your boys in the motorcycles? That's randomly playing a bagpipe. Yeah, no, ACDC is, uh, yeah, I, that, that I song, anymore. I just got it out of my head, Nick. Thanks a lot, buddy. <laughs> uh, so we had two SmackDowns we have to talk about here, Nick, the 20th and the 27th. Yes. Um, the, the major storylines are really all this really, like, the major storylines at SmackDown actually had things happen, Nick. Uh, some, I, I would argue maybe too much happened because you had, okay. uh, first, on the 20th, you had Daniel Bryan and Miz. They kind of teamed up against Corbin and Ziggler. And so Corbin is somehow injecting himself into Daniel Bryan, the Miz, and their their beef with Bray Wyatt. Both of them have a very personal beef with Bray Wyatt, and Corbin's just kind of like, "Yeah, I'm Baron Corbin. I'm gonna get involved." Man. And then the next week, because of everything that went down, we have a number one contenders match that Corbin has inserted himself into. So you've got Corbin. This is this week. Corbin is supposed to face Daniel Bryan. And the Miz in a in a in a triple threat match opened the show, but it never happens because he's freaked out by Roman Reigns, and then he says, "I'm not going to be in the match after all, and I'm not going to be in while, while Roman's here." So Roman gets kicked out, and they go back and forth the whole show 
until we finally get the damn match, the triple threat, and Daniel Bryan wins it anyway by pinning the, by, by tapping out the Miz. Was this too convoluted to have all of this nonsense with Robin and Corbin jumping into the title picture here? Was it just too much? Did they, they did they need this? This is all this all has a purpose, but I'm going to save it till we talk about oh. both shows. That's so both I, I shows. Wanna, I want to get That's it. All right. That's so it. All right. What, what what am I missing? Corbin, Daniel Bryan's number one contender. He's getting him at the at, at, at the Rumble. He's getting wide at the Rumble. What do you want? What what's I, I'll get there. <laughs> Excuse me. Are we going to get a month of Nick booking in 30 seconds here? Is that Maybe. what we're going to get? Okay. Uh, 4 months. Brace yourself. Oh, we all we months? all know we all know inevitably this ends in Reigns being the one to defeat the Fiend at Mania. Uh, Why do you think uh, Corbin uh, is involved in this to get Reigns involved? Corbin being uh, Corbin is the proxy to get Reigns somehow involved in this somehow. Now go back, rewind the clocks. Corbin wins King of the Ring, and I pray we both praised it. We said it was perfect for him. We loved Constable Corbin, and I said amp it up even more. I want Corbin you interfering. Were a I want him oh, – fine, but mainly because my guy didn't win the bird, the bird, the bird. And That's all I, I don't like. I don't like how the King of the Ring has become goofy. And here he's getting a massive push, and the King is on everything. Yes, and okay. I said amp it up a little bit more because I want to see the King have a purpose and have him interfere with stuff. I, t- I take that back. I hate it. I, 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 don't, I don't want him interfering with the stuff anymore because it's, it's taking over – what was amazing all throughout the year with The Fiend and Bray Wyatt. The last two weeks have been nothing but Baron Corbin dealing with Reigns off to the side, but somehow inserting himself because he's king of the ring in this number one contendership maelstrom that's going on with Miz and Daniel Bryan. After, like you said, they've had very personal things happen. Somehow Baron Corbin, I'm king of the ring. I'll come down on my sedan with my court jesters, the king's court. And somehow try to fend off Roman Reigns while I get involved with this. My crazy tinfoil hat thing is that this is just all about getting Roman Reigns and the Fiend together, long longer term. <laughs> like Daniel Bryan, face, there's no way Daniel Bryan's winning at the Rumble. I hate saying because usually your your uh, booking gives me hives, but this is one where I think that I actually, I, you might be right. How do we get Reigns to the Fiend? How do we get Reigns in, to the Fiend? In four months. That's really what this is about. Can, can you imagine how mad we're going to be when Roman <laughs> I, beats I'm the Fiend? I'm already kind of mad about it. Like, I'm a, I like, you know, <laughs> Daniel Bryan like, shaved his beard and his head just to make the Fiend look that much of a killer. All of this pomp and circumstance around the Fiend and Funhouse Bray and the Miz and Fiend to match it uh, that we just had that was great and one of the most character-driven psychological performances I've seen in as long as I can remember, uh, this is this is all just to get Roman Reigns. Hyperbole, thy name is Howell. No, and, but that's <laughs> right. But talk about like not keeping it in your pants. If you're going to go straight to, all right, Roman's going to beat the Fiend at WrestleMania. Like I'm hoping we're totally off base, and they don't want Roman to beat the Fiend at WrestleMania after all. And they're going to they get a whole different project. Pro, uh, program. Please prove me wrong. <laughs> please, please, please make Vince. me look crazy. Have mercy, old man. Have mercy on us. Let us be. Come on. You told us we were the real authority. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, my feelings. Uh, the other couple of major, major-ish storylines we had going on in the two shows, uh, Shinsuke and Cesaro, the Intercontinental Champion and Cesaro, 
got beaten down by New Day on the 20th, and then Strowman came out to wreck them at the end when they were doing a little beat down on the New Day boys. So the next week, we got a six-man tag. We got uh, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura versus New Day and Braun Strowman. Now, we've known that they've been, they've been wanting Braun Strowman to go for Shinsuke's IC belt for a little while now. He just yeah. had a, I think it was a back or hip injury or something. There yeah. was nothing, uh, nothing major, issue, but... I believe. But uh, nothing major, but he's had to recover from it, which is fine because it's the holiday season, so they can yeah. just slow play this. Uh, do you see Strowman's Shinsuke at Royal Rumble? And I don't know if we'll get it that soon, um, but I, I think we were, we were in Discord chatting during SmackDown uh, last night, and in the middle of this match, I went, yes, ramp it up. Here comes the This is all build just to get Strowman and Nakamura, and ultimately, Strowman does pin Nakamura after a running power slam. Yeah, uh, at he, the end of this him. match. And I was just like, yes. All right, let's kick it into gear on the road to WrestleMania. They could build it to where it's a it's a dethroning kind of match at WrestleMania. They could have this go back and forth. <laughs> they got to the do a lot of build months. with Shinsuke because Shinsuke oh, doesn't yeah. feel special at all right now. Nope. But, but, I, but I, the hunch is they're just going to yank it off of him and give Braun some other few. McIntyre! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, dude, if you have Braun McIntyre for the IC belt at WrestleMania, you have my attention. Braun That's wins the belt of Shinsuke, and then McIntyre and Braun yeah. get into a, a, a feud. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I wanted cool. it for the Universal, but I'm not mad at The Fiend having it. That's, no. that's a whole other thing now. That's, well, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm still not happy that he's got the belt. He doesn't need the belt. It's anyway, that's a, whole, that's, a whole different, that's a whole different topic of conversation. Yeah. Uh, Bailey had a match with Dana Brooke, beat her. And then uh, there's a beatdown afterwards. Lacey Evans came out for the save. And called out Sasha for being a trash a tramp. Oh my goodness, you trash a tramp. I'm Lacey Evans. I'm a good girl now. And then the next week we had a tag match. Well, hang where- on. That first week, the hero of that was Lacey's daughter. Did oh, you true. see that Lacey- performance at the rail? Yeah. By her daughter just swinging at Sasha Banks and talking at her and just going yeah. going off. She's on her. been following mom's lead there. Yes. Like- yeah, that girl is. That girl is. I, I, I have to. I have to think backstage. They were like, "Ooh, dang, have her be part of this feud." And you know, they're they're now going for the wholesome Lacey thing. Where yeah, she remember she used to be a marine and she's a mom and blah, everything else. Uh, they're they're turning hard into that. So this week, last night, uh, they had for some reason another uh, episode of Moment of Bliss with Alexa Bliss and and Nikki Cross. Speaking of wholesome, and we bring out Lacey Evans to do exactly what you just did and to. How dare that Sasha Banks and she talks to my daughter? You know, when I was a Marine, we didn't do that kind of stuff. I'm like, it, it, why did you debut Lacey like this in the first place? And then she got in the ring and broke out all of her NXT shit that we used to yeah. rave about when she was yep. in NXT. I was like, why didn't you do this? With, why'd you make her walk down a goddamn ramp for six <laughs> months straight? <laughs> this? Maybe, she, maybe she had to go backstage and train with Natalia. I don't know, but this oh. is definitely it's a good look for Lacey right now. I agree with yes. you. Like they're they're doing like. We were all kind of like, all right, I guess Lacey's face now, but it's it's working for her. Like, call a spade a spade. It's working. It this really is, is. This is what they should have done with Lacey in the first place, and they're they're hitting a little bit of a stride well, right now with her. And I I just I, yes, uh, going. I, Lacey's a really good heel, though. It's just that it kind of exposed a lot of her greenness the way they were booking her. Like immediately in a title challenge against Becky, like that was too much, too quick. That was incorrect, but. Having Lacey de- the debut as a heel was not a bad idea. Yeah, going so far overboard with the Southern Belle catwalk gimmick, that was also a bad idea. But it wasn't it wasn't a bad idea to have Lacey come out as a heel. 
what Facey Evans now, is though, what we're calling her now, by the way. Facey, Facey Evans. Facey Evans. Facey yeah. Evans. I, I'm, not, I'm not mad at this. Okay. I'm not mad at what they're doing with Lacey. Um, the only weird thing is that Sasha and Bailey don't feel important at all. Again, they're they keep the winning, though. The, they keep winning, but... I mean, I you know, I feel like they're kind of running rough shot. I feel like they're back to where they were when they were the tag team champions, which is not a lot, but I mean, they're... They're kind of the top thing going in the women's division, you know. You think they they do, feel like they're up there. You know, what I think is smart is that you've got Bailey holding the title, but Lacey's looking at Sasha. Like Lacey's not going for the mm. title right now. She's she's dealing with Sasha first. That's interesting. But but Bailey doesn't have a real contender right now. I think they're yeah. gonna make Alexa Bliss happen eventually. Um because she's face and Bailey's heel, that'll just work really well. Yeah. Um Oh, it, they, it's inevitable at this that. point. I think uh, Facey Evans versus Bailey at Rumble for the SmackDown Championship. Mm, maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, anyway, that's all happening right now. That's we'll see where that goes. Dana Brooke, uh, by the way, got tapped out by Sasha Banks last night. As you said, poor Dana Brooke. She she went down two weeks in a Dana row. Dana Brooke is is but, one strong promo away from being special. I feel that she looks like a million bucks. She looks like she just walked off American Gladiator in the 90s. She's just jacked. Yeah. She's got the move set. She Like American Gladiator? That just hit me. That's actually way too accurate. So, I mean, it just, you know, she just <laughs> burned. name with a name like Diamond. Storm. Exactly. But I, I think that, I mean, if she, if she could shape up her promo game and not sound so Valley Girl and just, sound, and just talk like she works... Holy smokes! I, I just I'm I've been looking at her really close the last couple of weeks because she's been pretty irrelevant for a year or two, and it's I'm seeing some things that are hinting at, and I don't want to say it's because she's been tweeting at Batista, but that seems to be the that consensus. didn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. hurt. It gets I mean, you some people... attention, and maybe they're cashing in on that. Yeah. But I mean, look at the work she's putting in the last couple of weeks. I'm I'm intrigued. I think they could do something with her. There, there's a lot they could do with her, and she's really she spent the last like, couple of years. She came up way too green, got pushed too hard. They, you know, and then she worked her damn ass off for the last couple of years to get where yep. she's at now. And yep. I think that they, you know, if she continues to do so, they've got plans for her. She's so, in the I, match rolling up Sasha Banks. She, she's she's on TV on Friday Night SmackDown on Fox at prime time rolling up Sasha Banks. She didn't roll up. No, she didn't. She got tapped out. Tapped out by. Banks, she rolled up she Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks kicked out of it, rolled her over into the bank statement. That's, that's what I'm that's, saying. Yeah, she didn't win. No, she didn't win. But I mean, she's she's, she's on the, TV. She's, yeah, but they a lot of the women were on TV this week. We had uh, Carmella last week had a match and beat Sonya Deville, and then this week she beat him. She beat Mandy Rose. Uh, so so you know Carmella back to back beating Fire and Desire. I'm curious where they're where they're going with that. Um, this is the one I'm mad at mostly well which part the fact that they were doing this or the whole weird otis bandy thing that they're doing backstage? that is amazing we'll talk about that okay. in just a second that okay. whole that whole thing right. is amazing carmella right. beating uh fire and desire back yeah. to back they, they just can't get the, why can neither one of those two inevitable powerhouses with sonny's mma background and mandy's bodybuilding background and they've got they've got the whole package why are they getting going out there getting jobbing out basically to carmella's super kick Information we don't have I, is the only thing I can imagine. Is maybe there's something backstage that we don't know. Maybe there's a perception of them that they're not. That you know, Mandy started to get a push, and then for some reason it got stopped, and we don't know yeah. why. Yeah. Um, Sonya's never really gotten a push outside of even in NXT, yeah. and we never know why. 
Like we do not know why they're not doing more with these two who I feel have, like you do, that they have a very marketable gimmicks. Um, and all they need to do is just put them on a winning path and give them something to do, but they don't. But uh, it is curious that they are doing something with the whole Mandy Otis thing, which has been kind of like an in-joke meme between the two of them, but just for Otis <laughs> for a while that he's obsessed with Mandy. It warms uh, and breaks my heart at the same time. So last week, Heavy Machinery beat the Revival, which is, which is something. And this week, Otis is backstage like trying to give Mandy... Uh, last, what, last week, he gave her a ham. She gave... Uh, yeah, no, she he, gave him a ham. She gave him a ham, Hold and on. then after his match... She gave him a ham after his match. Right. And she was in this big dress, and he was covered in sweat, and he gave her a big hug, and her whole dress was just drenched in sweat. Drenched in sweat. And she That's had right. one mom, of the greatest hashtags. Yeah. Her mom baked a ham, and she gave him the ham and a kiss, and yeah. he gave her a hug, and he was just like... <laughs> and Mandy said, hashtag sweat happens, and I thought that was just brilliant, the way she said yeah. that. But then we come to the this week, now last night, and Otis says, my mom baked you one of her famous fruitcakes, and it's yes. healthy because it's got fruit in it. Big fat Otis telling you that it's got fruitcake has fruit. He's- He's not wrong. And it's covered in cake frosting, which is Fruit is good for you. <laughs> fruit is good for you. All right? It helps you digest all that frosting. It moves it through. It's, it's got, um, it's got uh, fiber. But the, the brilliant part of this was that thing that all guys have always been through. Like, we, we've got the girl right in front of us, and we just can't pull the trigger and ask her out. <laughs> right, And that hit oh. home so hard. Yeah. Oh, it hit so hard right in the feels. That you, you know... Could, well, I, I got a, I got a match. I, I got a, I got to go. Okay, good luck. And it's just that kind of. Oh God, my yeah. heart breaks for Otis. I love this. I, I think Otis, Otis Dozovich is a goddamn national treasure. And then you've got Ziggler backstage later, acting kind of like the <laughs> the asshole jock in an '80s comedy. He's like flirting with with Mandy Rose and saying, "Oh yeah, Otis gave everybody a fruit cake, and someone found a roach in it." Uh, and then he goes and steps on the cake. And, uh, you know, that takes out with Baron Corbin and Otis finds the smashed cake later. And it's just like, oh. you know, the little, the little, the little like sad guy in the eighties romantic comedy where like you could just, you could almost see his little fat heart breaking. And it's, it's, this is, this is about as pure as WWE, like just pure and wholesome. This, this other than the fiend stuff, this might be one of the best things going on. Otis <laughs> Dozovich might have the best thing going right now on oh, come SmackDown. On. I'm serious. Uh, it's I I'm I'm liking it because it is so sweet and pure, which is not something you see a lot in W. Like, but they're they're actually making this kind of sweet and cute, uh, and oh, it's refreshing. It's heartbreaking. It's refreshing. Him walking up and seeing that she had what he thought would she had thrown his cake on the floor and stomped on it. Yeah. Oh, poor Otis. Oh God, every loved man's it. heart broke for Otis last no, night. I loved it. You can <laughs> come on, man. Up the YouTube counts on these. No more lower Lashley and yes. Lana. This is where it's at right here. Yeah, exactly. Little o- like little big Otis getting his little heart broken by oh. by by the cheerleader that he never thinks he can actually get. Right. Ah, mwah. Uh, and then finally, we've got a couple of promos from Shanene. Shanene, the Celtic warrior, wants to save us all of SmackDown. Something, something. Warrior spirit. Yeah. Uh, Sheamus is coming back at some point. This is what he's saying. I uh, don't know. You know, probably maybe the Rumble. You think he's, he's going to wait till saying the Rumble? saying it for or? six weeks. So, I mean, come on, dude. Is he going to come back at the Rumble or before? It, it, uh, probably the Rumble. I don't know. I don't know. It would be more. It would be, more, it would be bigger if he if he just was a surprise entrant 
in the Rumble. Like, don't spoil it if that's the case. Don't tell Where? us you're entering the Rumble. Just show up as number 22 or something. But you know? like, like, seriously, like, I'm trying to think where he's going to fit into SmackDown. Where? I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. It's awful uh, busy on SmackDown right now. That's it for really sure. is. Sheamus, Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre for the IC belt. Yep. Ah, there you go. Maybe. Hmm. No, leave that as Strowman and Drew, please. Well, McIntyre's on Raw, so what are we talking about? Yeah, that's a good point. Strowman, 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 and, Strowman and Sheamus. Like, that's ever belt. stopped them before. <laughs> Strowman and Sheamus. I could see that. Strowman and Sheamus yeah. for the IC belt. There you go. Yeah. That's... But, but do you not? Do you have Sheamus lose on his debut? His re-debut, whatever you would call that? No, that's a good point. Yep. Uh, he's Shanae. He's at the point in his career he's going to put everybody over because of his bad back. Yep. Calling it now. We'd like to depart it. Whoo! I can't going do that out, Going out in his back. All right. Well, that is it for SmackDown for the last two weeks, Nick. But it's come to that time of the year. We got to talk about the second biggest show of the year, Wrestle Kingdom. But in order to talk about that, we need to head over and discuss New Japan. Oh, I feel like we've been waiting six months for this. It's finally here. Wrestle Kingdom, the not only one night, two night pay-per-view event with some of the biggest stakes in any wrestling ever that I've ever been a part of or watched. Like you're going to have matches where titles are going to change hands and then have to be defended and put up again the next night. It's mad. Somebody is going to walk out as both the IWGP heavyweight champion and Intercontinental Champion on January Guaranteed. 5th. Guaranteed a- it's happening no matter how it shakes out. Somebody. Guaranteed we'll have who. Naito two belts. And Kode, it's Kode Ibushi. Okay. I'm riding that train off the cliff. Ride it right off the cliff, my friend. Yep. Uh, the more I think about it, the more I'm just like, it's gotta be, you've got to do this to Naito right now. Looking back over his story with the IC belt. Uh, we'll get to that when we get to those matches. And we're but- both wrong, as we always say, it's because it's going to be Jay it's White. Jay White! Goddamn Jay White! <laughs> Because I got to make Bullet Club relevant again, I guess. Uh, I don't know. God damn, Jay White. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it, right, so White. let's run down the whole thing. If you if you are not caught up on New Japan, this is going to be a very quick primer yep. uh, for what's happening at the biggest show of the year. It's going to be an absolutely amazing show. And like I was saying earlier in this show, if you don't watch New Japan, Kevin Kelly's really good at catching you up. And I'm I guarantee. They're going to be putting out a bunch of video content. Yeah, I, I on, can't imagine that in the next three to four days, there's not going to be some massive 20-minute Kevin Kelly primer of 2019 leading up yeah. to Wrestle Kingdom 14. It's, all, the, it's, all the big matches will be... He'll, he he'll, does it he'll every problem. year. Yeah. Yeah. He'll recap so the G1, it. all that stuff for you. Yeah, just for nine, for nine bucks, you can get new, the New Japan service. But anyway, it's, it's great wrestling if you don't watch it. Yeah. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom is time to start. We're definitely going to be celebrating it over here on our show, Disca- Discord chats in the middle of the night, the whole thing. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do it between working in this show and everything else I got to do. It's going to be, it's going to be, this weekend's going to suck. I'm going to start about Thursday, just staying up all night and sleeping till like two in the afternoon just to prepare. Right. Esther, Esther's not going to be really happy about it. I don't know if she knows about that yet or not, but (laughs) (laughs) well, next weekend, think about this, Nick, Nick, next weekend, uh, it's going to be at 2 a.m. My time, 3 a.m. Your time. It starts four hour plus show. So that takes you to let's say you watch the whole like thing. Six a you, seven a.m. Yeah, for me, six seven a.m. And then I got to be back here five hours later to do the show. Yeah, and then I've got to go right to work. 
And then I, I got to get I, home well, from that oh, work so and, watch, starts- and watch night two of Wrestle Kingdom and then get up the next day. And uh, I've got stuff to do during the day on Sunday. So it's going to be it's going to be fugly. But uh, um, let's, let's I think you might be. A- I want to double check you on that because I think you might be wrong. I thought it was 2 a.m. Eastern. Uh, I'm double checking on that. Yes, it's 2 a.m. Eastern, sir. Ian oh, Rangers. no, so I'm going to miss the first part the of it. The pre-show is at 2 a.m. Eastern on January 4th and 5th. They Dang both have it. pre-shows, and it's a main card start of 3 a.m. Eastern. Damn. All right, well, I'll have to miss That's the why I was part. flipping my whole schedule around. <laughs> so I well, that's, a, that's better for you, worse for me. Yeah. But at any rate, Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom's coming, mm. and uh, it's going to be great. So the pre-show on the first night, Will be a great. Let's a couple tag matches here. You got uh, Great Bash Heel, which is Tomoaki Hanma and Togi Makabe, versus a couple young lions, Yuya Uemura and Yota Tsuji, and then versus Toa Hanare, Alex Coughlin, Clark Connors, and Carl Fredericks. Uh, So, all right, fun little match. Then uh, you've got Tenkozi, which is Hiroyoshi Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima, of course, versus Yuji Nagata and Manabu Nakanishi. And then we get the main show. Mm. And we kick off with the first of two farewell to Jushin Thunder Liger matches. This is the looking back in history, all of his great feuds in one match, basically, as much as as many as they could get. Uh, it's him teaming up with Tatsumi Fujinama, the great Sasuke and Tiger Mask, I guess four. Uh, and it's going to be versus Naoki Sano, Shinjiro Otani, Tatsuhita uh, Takaiwa, and Ryusuke Taguchi. I didn't know Takaiwa was still around. Uh, and that's going to be, there's probably going to be some, some, a uh, uh, little bit of, uh, throat, uh, clenching moments there. Yeah. It's going to be sad watching that man go. Um, so let, I know the three of those or sorry, the two of those matches, uh, sorry, the three of those matches are kind of uh, crap shoots, but, uh, who do you have winning? Are, are we doing picks here? Oh God. Um, yeah, just throw it out there. I'll 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 go Great Bash heel for the first tag match, um, mainly because of Hanma and Makabe, and then I'll go uh, coin flip Nagata and Nakanishi. Yeah, see, I think that I just because of Hanma and Makabe, I think Hanare and uh, they're really high on Clark Fredericks. They're really high. I was I was leaning towards that. Uh, he's had some killer performances at pay-per-views. And I, I, when you said Carl Fredericks at the end there, I went, uh, yeah, it's probably him. But I don't know. I'll go great heel bash. Or great right, bash I'll, I'll stick with Team Toa just to, be, just to make yeah. it interesting. All right. Uh, and the next one you said, uh, who'd you say? Nagata and Nakanishi. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, that's perfect. So I was going to take Ten Cozy like a mother. All right. Nice. Um, all right. Write this down real quick. And for the Jushin Thunder Liger farewell match, does he go over in his final match? Nah. You got to put somebody over on your way out. Um, the question is who, and I don't know. I'm inclined. See, I'm inclined. These are all. This is like a greatest hits all star game match. This I, is kind of what I'm saying. Like you're taking. You're saying he's laying down this one, and I'm like, dude. Everyone he's facing, he's already like. There's no one here he's going to put over. I think this is the one that he wins and stands tall. And then yeah, his farewell match true. night night two is the one where he lays down for the new guys. Maybe he pins Taguchi and stands tall. You know, it just could be could be something legendary like I that. See, I could see Sano. Sano would be legendary. Sano, yeah. So yeah. okay, so you're now you're coming around and thinking Liger wins it. Yeah, Liger. I, I'll say uh, let's make it interesting. I'll, let's pick who we let's. Do we both say he wins? 
I think Liger wins this match. I think he wins as well. Let's pick on who he pins. So is it gonna is he gonna pin Taguchi? I'll say Taguchi. Okay, and I'll say Sano. You say Sano. All right. Yeah. Um. Okay. So next we've got a, another tag match. Uh, Los Ingobernables de Japón, mm. which is Sonata, Evil, Shingo Takagi, and Bushi Damn. versus Suzuki Gun. Zack Sabre Jr., Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, and El Desperado. The one time Suzuki's actually going to be in Wrestle Kingdom this year. It's kind of sad. Also, I think the one match Evil's having. Do you think he's winding down his career, Suzuki? No, no, he's winding down his time at New Japan. He he wants out. He knows they're not going to do anything with him, so he wants to go somewhere. Going to Dragon Gate? I mean, what is he doing? I have no idea, but I can't wait to see what Murder Grandpa gets up to. No shit. Um, Um, I'll take the... I'll take the Japon. Yeah, I, I do too, just because I think that uh, I think they're going to... Well, I don't know. They might let Suzuki go out on top. They're really high just on Takagi right now. That's the only honor. reason I could think of. Yeah. You know what? i got to stick with Murder Grandpa because I don't want him coming after me in my sleep. All right. I'll, I'll take, take LIJ just to keep it interesting. All right. Next match, Chaos versus Bullet Club. Another faction versus faction tag match. Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, Toru Yano, and Yoshihashi versus Kenta... Bad Luck Fale, Yujiro Takahashi, and Chase Owens. This is going to be kind of a preview of the Hiroki Goto and Kenta match from the next night. Who do you think is taking it here? Um, I think you're going to give it to Goto here because I think Kenta is going to win that match. But Chaos. I'll take Chaos as the win here. Yeah, I really agree. I think it's whoever is going to lose the second night is going to uh, win here. Right. I agree, just to keep it flipped. Uh, but it's hard because I really don't know. I love the way they've built up the Goto and Kenta feud. And Kenta has held that title, the, the, the never open weight title for so long. Now, so like since the summer, that he could lose it and it would be okay. It would still be considered a good reign. Yeah. And Goto, Goto never wins on the big stage. I also it's like want, it, it's like his I want Ishii and Toriyanu and Yoshihashi to also kind of get a win here on, uh, this isn't pre-show, but I mean, eh. it's, it's basically pre-show stuff. Um, I just want. I was. I'm not happy with the new Bullet Club either. Kenta. To be honest, like I, oh? Kenta being a part of it, but I mean, you're back to like Fale, Takahashi. I mean, and Chase back Owens. to he is Bullet Club. I'm not. A, I, I'm not I a fan that. of Fale's wrestling, but you know, sure. He's, oh, Chase you love the grenade. <laughs> I don't love him lumbering around like he doesn't give a crap. Right. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think Bullet Club has the 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 all right that it had. I got to yeah. go with my boy Goto. I'm going to go all in on my boy Goto this year. I'm saying Bullet Club is taking it here on this night so that Goto can pick it up the next night. Damn it. Goto's beating Kenta. You're calling that? Yeah. On the second night? Yes. Yeah. He's got to do it at some point, man. Someday Goto's having his chance. He's beating Suzuki at Wrestle or Was that Wrestle Kingdom? Or was that Dominion? Might have been Dominion. Ah, uh, crap. All right. Yeah, I'm sticking with my boy Goto. All right. Uh, Gorillas of Destiny. Defending the tag championships against Finn Juice, which is David Finley and Juice Robinson. Uh, this They're is a tag not taking the tag championships <laughs> off the Gorillas of Destiny. Gorillas well, are you winning know, this. You know why else is that Juice Robinson also had? He's the other guy that could walk away a double t- a two two champs like a double belt champ uh, at the end of the show because he's got this match and then the, the U.S. title match the next night. So I'm with you though. God, not losing here. There, they need to cement their reign as one of the most dominant tag teams in the modern era. Yeah, this is when they do it. Yep. Um, I cannot see Finn Juice picking this up here. No. Uh, speaking of the U.S. Uh, title, the first of two U.S. title uh, matches on night the one. This is on night one. This is Lance Archer versus John Moxley 
John Moxley, of course, had to relinquish the title back in the fall because of transportation issues, and Lance Archer won it, was given it. Uh, so Lance Archer is your U.S. champion, but John Moxley's coming back for revenge, and they're going to have a Texas death match, <sighs> which wait. apparently means that not only do you have to go down for the three, but then you have to not oh. stand up for 10 seconds afterwards. Oh, I can't like, wait. You got you to kill oh. the dude. You got to kill the dude. This, so, is, this is so my speed, and these two guys are just going <laughs> to absolutely murder the shit out of each other. But Moxley has to go uh, hand that title back to Juice Robinson at the, the next night. So yeah, yeah, pay off he's that. winning this. Yeah, Lance is going to lay down for Mox here. Totally agree. Uh, and we'll We've got to finish that feud for the G1. Both, wrap, wrap up both those storylines. Yep. Amen. Then you've got, uh, this is like this is one that makes my nipples erect. Will Ospreay versus Hiromu Takahashi. Oh. Takahashi, out for a year and a half with a broken neck. He never lost the title. He had to relinquish it because of a broken freaking neck. And Will Ospreay basically has taken that title and made it I, I, as prestigious as any, as any other title on the show right one now. One of the most important titles in New Japan. Um, he's won every, He's been in or won on everything this year, Ospreay has. Uh, I think he's got the record for the most number of four-star-plus matches in Wrestling Observer history. Wow. Longest streak of four-star-plus. Uh, what a year. And Hiromu was like one of his greatest adversaries, even though right. they, they love each other. They have been beating each other up a little bit on the road to Wrestle Kingdom, though. Uh, but, but here's the thing. Here's a, here's a little wink-wink, nudge-nudge. Takahashi has lost every single match, lost or been pinned every single match on the road to Wrestle Kingdom. Who do you think is winning this match, Nick? God damn it. You just had to throw that last thing in there because I, I I don't want Hiromu to come right back in like at the end of Power Struggle when uh, at the end of uh, uh, Osprey and Bushi, I think it was the match where he came back. I, I don't want him to come right back in and just ha have the title again. I want him to fight for it. I want him to earn it back. So I want Osprey to retain here. Makes, I want them to have an amazing... They're going to have an amazing match. Yeah. But I think Osprey is going to retain. I think he's not, and here's why: uh, is that in all of those matches leading up to it, I think this is when he's earning it. I think this is when Takahashi's earning it. Is he's showing that he's perhaps not ready, uh, and that's going to be the redemption when he goes to Wrestle Kingdom. And yes, he is indeed ready. So that's I'm looking forward to this match a lot. It could steal the whole show. I just hope no one dies. Yeah, that, that said, Osprey's had a hell of a 2019. It might be time to ignite this as a long-running feud, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it's to say a, about it. I don't run. want Osprey to not have it, and I don't want Her Takahashi to not have it. And it's a weird <laughs> tearing at the win? heartstrings of, yeah. like, oh, my God, I love both these it's guys. They're going to have up. an amazing match. We're going to be the winners of, of this match. There is no way. Be you can, you can take this to the bank. There's no way Takahashi does not win the IWGP junior heavyweight belt. That, that sounds like it might need some stakes on it. Right here. Right here. I will give you my Daryl doll if he doesn't win it. I am currently holding have it. a Daryl Takahashi in my hand. I will give you Daryl if Takahashi does not win the IWGP belt at Wrestle Kingdom. Done. My heart just, my heart is just in my throat right now. Foot in mouth. <laughs> oh Jesus! Come on, Takahashi. Come home, Gerald. No, Come home. no. <laughs> you have right, a night. You'll have some nice company with Miss Jax. 
No, you can't. You can't put him next to. No, you can't put him next to Naya. Come on, man. That's too mean. I'll, I'll uh, we could up the stakes, and I'll send you Naya, and you send me Gerald. No, 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 no. This is just <laughs> this is just for Gerald. Okay, okay. My Daryl. All right, all right. Let's now. Here we get to the interesting stuff. Here comes the meat. This is this is the beginning. So night one, we have two matches: one for the Intercontinental Championship, one for the Heavyweight Championship. The winners of those matches will face on night two. So you got to start your picks. You got to have the whole thing planned out here. Match let's, one. Let's recap how we got here real quick, uh, because I think this is important enough to yes. to review, like how we got to the point where both championships are on the line. Jay White, scumbag that he is, wins the G one, yep. gets a shot at the title, but instead goes and wins the IC belt. Uh, off of, I believe Naito had it at the time. Right. I think. Let me go ahead and look at that. But uh, Jay White, scumbag, is the IC champ. Naito, the, I really, you got, there's a lot to talk about when you talk about Naito and his history with the Intercontinental Belt. No, no, no. Like, no. Kota Ibushi got the briefcase. That's right. Kota beat Jay. That's right. Kota right. beat Jay at the end. That's why Kota had so, the match against Okada. So he has a briefcase. Jay, Jay went and got out. Naito. It was like, fine, I didn't get the belt. I'm going to go get... I didn't get the briefcase. I'm going to get the belt from Naito. Thank yeah. you, Nick. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's why Jay is the IC champ right now. Here's the thing, Nick. This is this is why... And I'm, I'm going to start this right now. Look, so Okada Ibushi because of the G1. Uh, Jay White versus Naito because... Screw you, Jay White. You took my belt. But also... All three of them. Okada doesn't give a crap, which I think is hilarious. Most decor, like the the biggest star in New Japan, the last eight years, doesn't care about being double champ. He's like, no, I'm the IWGP champ. I'm the greatest champ of all time. I don't want that stupid what, intercontinental belt. What, what do I that, care? That's below me. <laughs> right. Whereas Jay White is like, yeah, I want to be the first guy, Jin, to hold both belts. Uh, Naito has his own reasons, which I'll get into in a second. And Abushi's like, I want to do it because I'm a badass. I'm Abushi. I'm I am that good. I want to prove it to everybody that I'm really New Japan and that they were right for signing me back in March. So here's the thing, though. I know which way you're picking already, Nick. Okay. So we can get to that. Here's the thing. This is why it would be so good if my boy Naito takes the whole thing, as I've called that he will. Okay. Is because of Naito's history with the IC belt and main eventing Wrestle Kingdom. This is almost a better scenario than when he faced Okada Two years ago, I guess it was last. Yeah, yeah, um, and lost. Or Eighteen, and technically. Like, everyone, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beginning of last year. How can you? How can you have Naito lose to Okada after this whole build? Well, what if there was a better scenario that was more poetic? Naito has hated the IC belt ever since back when he was the uh, 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 Stardust champion or whatever it was. Um, he's hated the IC belt since then because. When they put it to a vote of which match, his IWGP Heavyweight Championship match or the Intercontinental title match should main event Wrestle Kingdom, they didn't vote him as the main event. They voted the IC belt as the main event. And he went into a spiral after that, left New Japan, went to, to become the Intergubernabili one in, uh, in, um, in, in Mexico and come back as this new character, you know, the I don't give a crap Tetsuya Naito. Like, I've been insulted by everybody. I've been kicked around. And it's all because of this damn IC belt. And then remember, remember when he won the belt finally, how he would just trash it? Screw this belt. He'd toss it around. And then won the G1 and almost threw that trophy away. As a joke. Yeah. As a joke yeah. because everyone's so used to him trashing the belt. Yeah. He's trashing the belt because he hates that belt. And he's finally starting to come around on it because here's the thing. Finally, 
it's now his ticket to main event Wrestle Kingdom and, be, and possibly be a double champion. So now this beautiful irony is he needs the IC belt. He has to care about it because it's his ticket. If he holds the IC belt, he can now get his Wrestle Kingdom main event, another shot at Okada or whoever wins that match or Ibushi. Um, so in a way, this is a much more redemptive redemption arc for Tetsuya Naito to go through here, to beat Jay White on night one, which is what I'm calling the him to do. Me too. Um, that's interesting. I thought you said you thought Jay was going to take it. Mm. Um, and then face Okada. Uh, we, we've jokingly both said we were both wrong because Jay White's going to win the whole thing. Right, win both right. of them. But no, uh, I, Jay, I think I think when Naito, Jay wins this match, we're both going to be like, well, screw it. Just well, we're done then. <laughs> throw my computer out the window. Yeah, Naito, Naito retains the IC belt, and Okada Ibushi, or Ibushi wins Ibushi. Uh, the heavyweight championship. I say Okada because I want that poetic Okada Naito match on night on night two. It would be a nice way. You know, I wouldn't be mad He's, at Okada having both. To close out uh, the decade of his run, Has he he has absolutely earned that moment, and we can do something else in 2020. I would not be mad at it, but I just I right. feel like they're all in on Ibushi right now. I think, here's the thing. Jay, Jay Ibushi was already the G1 final. Jay Okada would be poetic because of the fact that uh, Jay turned on Okada, betrayed him, and stole Chaos his tie. Yeah. Gato. That would be poetic if Jay beats Okada becomes double. Right. Right. Naito facing Okada is also poetic. Naito facing Ibushi would be fine, but it's they've tried to kill each other the last few times they've had a match, but there's no real poetry to it. Yeah. So those are your options. The best options I feel are Naito Okada or Jay Okada. Ibushi, neither way, is going to be all that interesting. So, and I think they have time to build him up to make him interesting, but I don't think it's interesting yet. Yeah. So that's why I'm I'm not picking o- uh, Ibushi on night two. Okada's the more interesting match either way. So let's go to night two. Starts off with a six-man tag team championship uh, gauntlet match, which are always fun little appetizers for the main show. Yeah, good the most violent, Most violent players, which is Makabe and Toru Yanu and Ryusuke Taguchi, they are the champs right now. Makabe, Yano, and Taguchi are the champs. Versus Ishii, Yoshihashi, and Robbie Eagles. Versus Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, and Yujiro Takahashi. Bullet versus club. Evil Shingo Takagi and Bushi. Versus Taichi El Desperado, Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Good lord, who's picking up this one? <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot to think about. Uh, it, it really is. I had not processed the gravity of the, the like the size and scale of this uh, this match quite yet. I'm inclined to say Lij again because of yeah. Takagi and Evil. Um, and Bushi's had a decent year. Yeah, I'll go Lij. Why not? You know what? Yeah, I'm I'm having a hard time not picking Lij too, but uh, I don't know if they're going to give that much metal to Lij at once. I was inclined to say chaos, but for Ishii, but I Yoshihashi and Eagles, I. I, I, Evil and Takagi have had brilliant years. Bushi's had a decent year. I think they get the titles here. I, it, the problem is with this, like, it all depends on when they come out. Like whichever whichever mm. team comes out, whenever. Um, this it's really tough to pick. I'm just gonna pick Lij because I'm I'm scared of losing right, a point we'll here. We'll watch that one. <laughs> uh, let's see. So this is the uh, night two. Jushin Thunder Liger and Naoki Sano, who I say he's pinning the night before, by the way. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Uh, versus. 
Hiromu Takahashi, and the man that broke his neck, Ryu Lee. Dragon he's, Lee. He's tagging with Dragon Lee? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is very Awkward. combustible. And remember, <laughs> and remember, Dragon Lee just got put into an, an ingobernable faction over here in the U.S. He's now in a, in a faction with uh, Rush. So he's also technically ingobernable right now. So this is some interesting. And like I said, Naoki Sano is facing Liger the night before. This is why I picked what I did the night before. Was, was Takahashi's going to come into this the champ, and I think that Liger's going to put him over. Yeah. Or there might be some sort of betrayal stuff going on here. Or after the I, match, I think, Takah- the, I think there Takahashi, might be something breaking down between Dragon Lee and Takahashi in this match. Or, or what I would like to see is Takahashi beats Liger, stands up, Liger puts him over, and Lee says, dude, I'm the guy that broke your neck. I want a shot at your title. It's all right there. After he takes it off Osprey the night before. Yeah, that's yep. real. So I could see that. Boom. Uh, who am I picking? Yeah, I, th- I think this is Takahashi and Dragon Lee. Hard not to say that. Yep. Uh, based on everything. Uh, next, we've got for the junior heavyweight tag team championships Taiji Ishimori and El Fantasmo versus Rapongi 3K. Mm, do we see a title switch here, sir? No. Ishimori and Fantasma. All right. Uh, I'm saying Rapongi finally get their love here. Wow. Okay. They, they, they've been they've been gunning for this most of the last part of the year. So I think yep. I think uh, Rapongi's getting this. Zack Saber Jr. versus Sonata in a rematch of one of my favorite matches of the G1. This one's for the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship. Mm. This is I mean this these these guys. I never thought of I, I always forget Sonata is an absolute freak of an athlete and can go move for move with Zack Saber Jr., which he did in the G1. Uh, and Sonata. He got a little bit of love this this year, but just kept falling short except for beating Okada in the G1. Do you think he gets some love back here? Sorry, I was fixing an issue with your camera that had frozen up. Uh, I missed the last little bit there. What match are we referring to here? This is Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonata for the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship. Um, I want to show some love for Sonata. I really do, but I don't know if him having the Rev 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 Pro British... Rev Heavyweight Championship is the right way to do that. Um, I think Saber retains. Mm. Wow. See, I think the fact I think Rev Pro wants to put another little like star on its roster, and he can lose it back to him at the next show. I, yeah, I think, we did that with Tanahashi though, and he lost it right back. So I'm just like, eh, that didn't work out so Have, well. Or, are we going to give him do- a reason? Give Sonata a reason to come over there and defend it in Britain. What else has he got going on the first part of this year? I, I don't know. He beat Okada. You know, well, yeah, and then he lost want, to Okada. That's fine, but I, I mean, I, he, he's got a little bit of heat under him. I just he don't, I don't know. I, I, I maybe don't give the Rev Pro British Championship enough credit, uh, but I, I feel like Zach is the perfect person to to hold that. That championship has kind of been held by a who's who, yeah, of people. Like it's pretty prestigious at this point, which is awesome. Yeah. I'm going to say Sonata. we got to get right. going here. Uh, Lance Archer versus John Moxley. The winner of that faces Juice Robinson. We both said we both said Moxley, so it's going to be Moxley versus Robinson in our right. world uh, for the U.S. belt. Does Ju- So Juice Robinson had the U.S. belt, Moxley's first match after leaving WWE. He goes over there, beats the absolute crap out of Robinson in a, in a, in a uh, no DQ match, bites him in the eyebrow, absolutely destroys him psychologically to the point where Juice Robinson was questioning existence afterwards. And Juice never got 
never really got his redemption. Was this where he shaved his dreads off, or was that before this? He shaved his dreads off for the match that he lost the title right. to, uh, to Moxley at. So this is like this has been almost an entire well, it's been most of the year yep. that Juice has been stewing. This was pre G one stuff. This was yeah, March and then or he, April. He kind of he kind of held the grudge through the G one. And he got a little bit of it back at the end of the G one where he beat Moxley. I believe this is a no holds barred match. Uh, what kind of match is it? On. I believe. I'm not gonna say it unless I'm confirmed. Oh, okay. Um but at any rate, yeah. So Moxley versus Robinson. This could be a great tying the bow on their little story here. Yeah, I think Juice wins this. I I have to go with my boy Juice here as yeah. well. So I can't see Moxley carrying around that strap for too long. No. Uh, you have another match which I'm really scared about watching. Kenta versus Hiroki Goto for the Who Can Hit Harder, excuse me, the Never Open Weight Championship. Yeah. This who is can gonna, cave this is gonna, the other one's chest in first match? Dude, <laughs> Kenta, I swear to God, everything that he's had pent up for the last few years in WWE, he's just taking out on people right now. He is hitting people so hard. And Goto is the perfect guy to get in there with. This is great because this is, this is a buildup um, back in the summer, at the end of G1. Kenta betrayed uh, everybody, betrayed his, his teacher, Shibata, his friend, Shibata. Uh, Shibata's other... Uh, like trainee, his buddy, his high school friend, Goto, is now out for revenge against Kenta for betraying well, pretty much everybody. Um, so this is a very emotional match here, which is why I'm 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 loving it, and I've got to take my boy Goto to win this one for Shibata. I I think Goto wins as well, and I think we're going to see more Shibata shenaniganry. Uh, being I have involved no doubt. in this. Yeah. I have no and, doubt. And it's going to be the here. reason Goto gets over Kenta. And that's going to. Are we going to. Like, we've heard rumors Shibata's getting back in the ring. That son of a bitch. He is uh, just, just. Why? First of all. But two, it's. Oh, God. Why are, why are Japanese super wrestlers obsessed with killing their necks? <laughs> I, like, I just. Shibata wasn't his neck, it was his head. Well, that. Why do they not and like. His neck. And Why entire- do they not like themselves from the neck up? We've got Ibushi constantly breaking his, or trying to kill his neck. Uh, Takashi, Ibushi. It's bigger Osprey. than that meme that happened earlier than this year with that guy with the huge neck. I mean, it's just anyway. Yep. Yeah, Shibata's getting involved. Person- it's going to get one over on Kenta. It's going to give Goto the chance to win. Goto's the never open weight championship here. The only guy in New Japan who doesn't hate his neck is uh, Tomohiro Ishii. But that's because he doesn't have a neck. He doesn't have a neck. So, he, yeah, so it's hard I'm, to I'm hate. I'm going to do the rest of the podcast down here now. So I can, that's, it's hard to hate what you don't have. Yeah. So the loser of Okada and Ibushi faces the loser of Jay White and Naito. And this is tough because according to my picks, I've got, I've got uh, White versus Ibushi here, which makes me rethink my picks from the night before because this is just a, that's a rehash of the G1 final. Does, which might be a good thing to have as an exhibition on night two. Uh, before you get to that main event, yeah, maybe. I mean, you picked uh, you picked Naito Ibushi, so you've got Jay and Okada here, which it would be a lot more logical, really. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jay picks up the win here. Who do you have between um, uh, Okada and White? Okada. <laughs> I don't. Oh God, I'm questioning myself now that I yeah, said that. Yeah, wow. you're gonna have Jay win two in a row at Wrestle Kingdom. You don't believe in the switchblade that much? It, well, no, no, no. I didn't say Jay was, Jay was... I said Naito... You said... Yes, you did. I have you right here. You said Okada... I said Obushi is winning uh, the other one. So Okada 
and Naito's winning the first night. So that's that's Jay White and Okada on night two. I I I want to say I said Okada as a gut reaction, and then I immediately started thinking about it. And I'm like, oh god, how good would it be for Jay White with Gato to take Okada, former Chaos buddies? Uh-huh. How how big would that be to just be a big completely Okada dethrone too. Okada? We just had him do Over that two. in yeah. 2019. He and we saw what happened with the Rock and Roller kind of red hair stuff. Right? Lost his mind a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, we just had that. So I don't, uh, yeah, Okada. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go with my gut, Okada. All I'm right, not gonna overthink right. it. <laughs> Okada it is, and I know that you have Ibushi winning the whole thing. I've got yeah. Naito winning the whole thing. Ibushi two one, belts. One last thing. One last thing. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Chris Jericho. Oh, special singles match. The first time in ten years that Tanahashi hasn't been in a title match at Wrestle Kingdom, which is kind of a big deal. Yeah. But here's the thing. This was just announced, I believe, within the last 24 hours. Um, that so Tanahashi has been saying in interviews that he wants to open the forbidden door. Yes, and crossover with AEW. He says, if I beat Chris Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom, I want a shot at the AEW title. And Chris Jericho has agreed. Is there any way that Tanahashi loses this match, Nick? Nope, not with that <laughs> context. <laughs> And Agreed. it's what we've been prophesizing slash wanting all year since AEW came out. If we get a crossover of superstars and wrestlers between, and even storyline and booking, which we kind of already have between Moxley and Tanahashi and Jericho and Okada and Jericho's history and Okada and Omega history, I just, dear Lord. Yeah. The, the, we, it might be the first seal of the apocalypse if, if that opens up and we have both of those two combining forces. It's the Holy best thing that could smokes. happen right now to AEW when we're all kind of agreeing that if not stumbling, they're definitely a little shaky on a couple of things. That could yeah. be an absolutely enormous, enormous event. Tanahashi walks out on you know, <gasps> that Bash at the Beach thing later in uh, January. Jesus Christ. Tanahashi shows up on Jericho's cruise. I don't know if you'll see that, but you might see like if you see him at Revolution or something. Like good sure. yeah. God Almighty. So that is Wrestle Kingdom. There that is crazy guitar a- music. What are we doing here? That was the oh, worst God. imitation of a Tanahashi theme song I've ever heard. I can't and, get I, lo- that high. and I love it. Uh, there's also a dark match on night one. It's going to be Mayu Iwatani and Arisa Hoshiki. Versus Hana Kimura and Julia. That's right. Stardom is actually going to be having a dark match show to open Wrestle Kingdom. What? Thank you to Bushi. Well, Bushi Road, who owns New Japan, also owns Stardom. So they're going to have a little bit of crossover. A little, little Joshi wrestling to uh, wet your appetite before the, uh, before the... Yeah. Oh, my God. Mayu, Mayu getting some Wrestle Kingdom love. That's pretty um, awesome. My girl Mayu. Awesome. So, Nick, we've got a lot to get to yep. still on this show, so we cannot dawdle. That is your Wrestle Kingdom preview and pickums. Let's head over, Nick. Let's let's do a little something that we started recently. Yes. Uh, and, and I love this. To try and keep things on the up and up, we're going to do a little something called a moment of positivity. Well, in this edition of Moment of Positivity, Ian... With all yes. of the holidays going around, uh, I know you and I have been playing catch-up mostly on a lot of the graps that have happening, but in the world of wrestling for the last week, 
what's one thing that really stood out that just just warmed you on the inside and made you happy? That's tough. Um, it's really hard to bet against Keith Lee doing the the grim rise up behind Damian Priest because that popped up on the old feed. Uh, I didn't watch NXT Live that day. It popped on the old feed as a, as a GIF on that day. And that was probably the most Christmassy thing that could have possibly happened to me from the world of wrestling was our boy, Keith Lee, after the end of the year that he's had and everything that's happened to him um, and how much we love the guy and him just kind of repeating this, you know, one of the best gifts of the year is him rising up on Finn Balor. <laughs> and him repeating that with a Santa hat was just, Mwah. Beautiful. Mm. And that, that definitely gave me the biggest smile of anything in wrestling for the last two weeks. Mm. That's good. I, I absolutely love that as well. The fact that we got it, was it two weeks in a row or every other? I think we had a week in between, but I'm not sure. Yeah, just that thing. Keith Lee become, basically becoming a meme over the last month uh, <laughs> this, this, has, this, has been amazing. Of Captain yeah. of gifts. Yeah, Lord of gifts. It's gifs, but... We'll fight about that another time. Oh, we already, have, we already had that fight in me, line boy. at PWG. It's GIFs. Don't you Come, start with me. Don't at me. <laughs> oh, uh, it's easy enough for me to say mine because it's Otis. I, whenever Otis Dozovich is on screen, I smile, and I and this is genuine. I'm not. This is not hyperbolic in any way. Whenever he's tucking, he's doing his thing. He's got a chin tucked down. Into, I, I'm reminded of everything <laughs> that I loved about Macho Man and his promo right. ability. I'm reminded about how much I love the Kool-Aid commercials. Oh, yeah. That kind of stuff. Like, I'm reminded of my childhood whenever I see Otis. And, and it's really that simple. The fact that he's in this kind of awkward angle with Mandy Rose about, and he's that nebbish little high school sophomore that wants to ask out the senior cheerleader, but he just can't bring himself to do it. And Oh, God, it just pulls on all the heartstrings, and it makes me happy. But damn it, Dolph Ziggler. Damn it, he's coming for you because he's going to find that out, you son you of a... Dirty bastard. I'm surprised you didn't go for Samoa Joe. Um, That was cool. Get up, both your asses. No, nah, if I get up, it's both y'all's asses. And that right there is a fantastic GIF as well. Uh, I believe that one's out there. Somebody already made that one. Um, no, it, it's definitely Otis for me. It just anytime I see him on screen, it, whether it's in the ring or backstage, it's it just makes me smile. I, and uh, for the reasons I outlined, that's it. Well, guys, thank you very much for joining. Oh, go wait, we're we're not done just yet. We are way over time, but we've got to squeeze all these in. We've got just enough time for our other news lightning round. Beep, 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 beep. All right, rip through this real quick. Uh, ratings, real quick rating stuff. NXT was unopposed on Christmas Day, and it pulled in an 831,000 with a .22. Uh, yeah, AEW didn't even register because it wasn't on, Nick, in case you didn't know. Interesting that their numbers didn't go up as a result of that. It went up, it went up uh, about 5%. So it did go because the week before they had 795,000, up a little bit, and they trounced AEW. They murdered AEW. AEW only had a 683,000 and a .25. Mm. So, yeah, NXT killed AEW that week before that and then really killed them the week after when AEW pulled into zero because they weren't even on. Yeah. Uh, also, the Christmas Eve Raw got murdered. The Christmas Eve Eve Raw. It got murdered. Second lowest ratings in the modern era behind the, I believe, the Christmas episode from last year. But again, 
Uh, so it had 1.84 million viewers. It's down 10% mm. from last year. Uh, last year's Christmas Eve episode did 1.78 million. This year they had a really big football game, the Vikings-Packers, which did 13.57 million, which gives you an idea of the difference there. Um, so they were working against that. Uh, it was 12th for the night, but so but it was still way down. Not yeah, looking the, good. The entire good. Midwest was watching Packers Vikings. I'm not mad at you. You damn right. And it's Christmas for God's sakes. People are traveling. They're all over the place. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned before, Chris Statlander, her title shot got moved from uh, New Year's Day to the eighth to the week later because she had to come here to L.A. and wrestle at Bar Wrestling. She had a previous commitment to Bar Wrestling. And AEW, instead of pulling a WWE and saying, screw you, you can't work that, they said, okay, cool, we'll change our schedule on 1-1 on, on New Year's Day. We'll have a, a fatal four-way. Riho defends her title against Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, and Hikaru Shida. And the winner of that faces Chris, Chris Statlander the week after. So they changed their booking for bar wrestling, which makes sense given the history of the people involved True. in bar wrestling, Joey Ryan and everybody, and everyone over at, uh, at AEW. But um, Bar Wrestling put out a tweet saying, you know, thank you to AEW. Like, this would have really gutted us if we hadn't had Chris. We would have, would have been able to recoup the money that we've already paid for her travel, right. uh, plus loss of star power. So, yeah, well, thank you and for supporting it's, it's indie wrestling. Honoring AEW. a contract and an agreement, you know? It is. I, there's, yep. there's, there's nobility in that. So, good for them. Certainly. Uh, Alicia Atout, uh, who, Atout? Atout? Uh, she was, for a brief second, she looked like she was going to be over on AEW. She also flirted with Impact. She just signed with MLW, so she will officially be a uh, commentary announcer. She'll be a backstage interview, I believe, for MLW. Speaking of MLW, they have an upcoming show called Zero Hour on January 11th. Uh, they have It's a pretty nice-looking uh, pretty nice looking match list here. Jimmy Havoc versus Mance Warner in a no-ropes barbed wire match. Mm. Ross Ross Von Eric, yes, from that family, oh. versus the filthy one, filthy Tom Lawler. You have the uh, open weight in a barbed wire rope match. Uh, no, 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 no. That, that's Jimmy. Oh, that's Havoc Jimmy Havoc. Oh, of course yeah. it's Jimmy. Calm Havoc. down, calm down. Jimmy Havoc uh, in a no ropes barbed wire. Oh yes, of course, oh, he, yeah. of course he is. Oh, of course he is. oh okay, yes. Just yes, keep definitely have to watch that. Uh, the <laughs> national open weight championship uh, will be defended. Alexander Hammerstone, the current champion, will be defending against Aerostar. Our boy, the crazy one. Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Simon Gotch will be in a no ropes, no holds barred match. So basically kind of like Bloodsport. All right, I'm down with that. Yeah. Uh, Marshall Von Eric, yes, from that family, versus MJF. If MJF wins, the Dynasty will get a tag team title shot against the Von Erics. If Marshall wins, MJF cannot challenge the Von Erics for the titles ever again. How so, many Von Erics we got on this show anyway? Yo! Yo! <laughs> I knew it. I'm surrounded by Von Erics. Uh, at least there's some that are still alive. Okay? Right, right. Uh, WWE has re-signed a lot of people. Remember earlier we were saying Dana Brooks doing just fine? She is. She just signed for five more years with Atta WWE. At a girl. The star will rise. New Day also re-signed for five years contract extension. Street Profits also re-signed uh, probably just to max out at five years. Yeah. So, uh, and also, let's see. Uh, yes, that's for five years. Killer Cross is now a free agent. He finally got granted his release by Impact, so he is loose. Nick, cover your ears. Killer Cross to AEW. Ah, you heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Uso. Uh -huh. was, uh, uh, 
Jimmy Uso was found not guilty of DUI in Florida. Remember when he got pulled over earlier this year? He hasn't really been on TV since. Uh, he never refused the field sobriety test, but he did ask for his lawyer. So the officer said was able, but basically only to use visual evidence. Oh, yeah, he was driving really fast. He was swerving. He had a hard time getting out of his car. But that's about all he had. So Jimmy Uso beat those charges. However, he did the, uh, the, the jury deliberated for about an hour. Uh, but the speeding charges did stick because he was doing about, oh, you know, 41 miles per hour over the speed limit at the time in a 45-mile-per-hour zone. Damn, Jimmy. AXS is no longer going to be showing New Japan. They've been showing them for about five years now because uh, Anthem bought AXS. Access, Anthem bought Access. Anthem owns Impact. They don't want the competition. That seems to be the case. So no more New Japan. If you watch Access, just go pay $8.99. Right. Get the damn streaming service. Uh, or you get a get a fire stick. It's on there, too. Yeah. Villain Enterprises, which, of course, is Marty Skrull, PCO, and Brody King over in Ring of Honor, will be defending their six-man tag team titles against La Faction Ingobernable, which is Rush, Dragon Lee, and Kenny King. That's going to happen mm. at Honor Reign Supreme, which is going to be in Concord, North Carolina. Right near you, buddy. On we, we don't say it like you, Northern California. We say Concord. Concord. You guys North up there in Carolina. Northern California say Concord. Concord. Hey, man, the next town up from where I live up north is Concord. So you Concord's say you where Con- the Charlotte Motor Speedway is, and we do the NASCAR. Woo! And Jeff Hardy drinks heavily. How did apparently. you get that chaw in your mouth that quickly? That was impressive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sammy Zane's Sammy for Syria campaign reached its $50,000 goal to launch another mobile clinic in Syria. He was able to get. Wow. Dude, attaboy. So now he's got, uh, I, what, he's got two or three now, mobile clinics to help people in Syria. So way to go, Sammy. That's good guy Sammy Damn. outside of KFIT. And finally, NWA's Hard Times, Hard Time, which is going to be going on January 24th, sold out in three hours. And AEW Revolution also went on sale. That'll be happening February 29th in Chicago. It sold out in less than an hour. Good grief. Fine time to be in independent wrestling. And that yes. is the news. Well, thank you, Surrey and Dangerous. Well, guys, don't go anywhere. Make sure you stick around, refresh your page, because we're going to be doing our next show immediately after this one, yes. which is our patron mailbag episode. And how the way you get into that is you head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Sign up to be one of our awesome patrons at just the $5 tier, 5 bucks per month. You get to ask questions every single week, in addition to getting copies of the show notes. Uh, and at the $10 tier, you get bonus episodes, and there's more tiers and more rewards and more perks and all kinds of good stuff. Look for a revamp on some of that stuff happening sometime in 2020. We got some ideas we're going to be putting into place for some of that. Uh, so stay tuned. You can also find us streaming live here on YouTube at youtube.com slash open. Uh, every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel and got your notifications turned on so you get notified anytime we go live. And you can join us here in the chat with the rest of the phenomenal ones that are joining us every single week. We would love to have you. Thank you guys for keeping the chat lively today on our first show back in over a yes, week. Yes, appreciate it. But to get it. into that, you got to be subscribed to our YouTube channel. So it's youtube.com slash busted wide open. We're on that race to 1,000 subscribers so we can unlock all the cool little gadgets and features that are hidden behind that silly paywall for some reason or gate thing that YouTube has <laughs> after Adpocalypse a couple years ago. So anyway, uh, Facebook is the hub of our operation. Come over to Facebook.com or just open your mobile app, search for Busted Wide Open, and like our page and send us a join request to get into the group where we have pretty much everything that goes on. 
In addition to, you'll find links at the top to our Discord community where uh, all of the live chats happen all throughout the week and you can get into some of those and dedicated channels for all pay-per-views, including Wrestle Kingdom that's going to be happening. We have a dedicated Wrestle... We're going... I have to put it up tonight. We're going to have a dedicated channel for all Wrestle Kingdom activities happening throughout the weekend next weekend. So you wouldn't want to miss out on those. Lastly, you can find us over on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. But make sure you subscribe Subscribe to YouTube, sign up for the Patreon if you like to help and support this show even further. And thank you to all of our patrons and phenomenal ones for being a part of this show throughout 2019. Guys, to close things out here, again, Tuesday is New Year's Eve. Mm. Nick's going to be hosting a huge bash here at the house. It's no podcast. It's our last day of our holiday break. We will be back the following Saturday, and it will be 2020. We will be in the new year, and not only that, we will be, oh my God, we will be neck deep in Wrestle Kingdom <laughs> and I guess technically on the road to WrestleMania like it's that time it's, of year it's again. beginning yeah oh, huge, so, huge bash at your house huh Nick uh yes I'm working two jobs back to back it's it's not a bash at the beach or anything but well I'll be thinking <laughs> I'll be thinking about you while I'm bartending at one of my bars and then going and bartending at one of my other bars <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry about Good that. Times. I can't do anything. I can't do anything about That's that. That's okay. It's that time of year for us in the service <laughs> industry. <laughs> but guys, my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But by God! Somebody stop the damn match! This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.